0: Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea.
1: Is your demanding work, lifestyle, in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered.
0: Struggling with mobility, chronic pain, work, or sports injury? At Azalea Orthopedics, our team of highly trained physicians specialize in complete orthopedic care, pain management, sports medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation. If you've sustained a bone or joint injury, have mobility or movement problems, struggle with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. We're conveniently located across East Texas, serving 18 counties. When visiting your doctor, urgent care, or hospital, you have a choice. Demand Azalea. At Azalea Orthopedics, your health is our priority.
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the week eight of the weekly wrap-up show here on NetSense. Your boy, Brett Swinney, here alongside of me, I've got Christian Blevins, Mr. Red Zone, Kyle Owens, and our man Spence is back with us this week uh, by popular demand. And also, uh, he had some things to say this week, so he was wanting to jump back on. And uh, we may have some others join us here soon. Guys, uh, how's everybody's week going?
3: Good it's been man. going Can't good. Complain.
4: Can't complain. It's uh getting ready for another exciting week around East Texas for high school football districts. Uh, hot and heavy now, so I'm excited to see uh what all happens this weekend. But it's been a good week so far.
5: Yeah, districts uh a little weird now, uh, especially after all that happened Friday with a lot of districts around East Texas. So um, I mean, I'm ready for the uh, Friday and Saturday. Let's see, what
2: can we, we say? Friday the 13th was in full effect last Friday night.
4: <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. It was a wild was, night for football.
2: It was a little bit. So, um, I, I did do. I did okay. I, I went six and four. And with everything, the chaos that happened, I, I honestly was okay with six and four just because no one got ten. Our highest, we had 14 people tie this week with eight. Uh, Kyle, I think you were one of those. Uh Christian and Spence, how'd you guys do this week?
5: I went I think I went seven and three. Um there was a lot of games that got jacked up. Uh, I picked center to be Van and Chapel to be Lindale. I think Grant Celine lost too. So um yeah.
4: I think I could have went. I could have went nine and one. I, I we talked about this earlier today on the on the uh, Beast from the East show, but I should have picked Gladewater. I was this close to choosing Gladewater, and I almost went with them, and I I didn't, and I should have, and then I would have been the only one nine
2: and one, Look, but I almost did. Hey, the one person in the whole uh, whole <laughs> that picked Lindell. Congratulations, hey, shout out Jake, shout out hey, Jake, congratulations. You were one of the only. You were the the only person that had enough. Cajones to pick Glendale. I, I give that to you. You you earned that one. You listen period. to me. <laughs> Corey, next time you just got to listen to yourself. I wasn't gonna pick against my team, but
6: man, it was Friday the 13th, dog. That's all I say. <laughs> it, all was like I say. It, it was it, weird.
0: It was weird.
6: It wasn't a good week of football period. It wasn't a good weekend for football period. Dude.
2: It was it was weird. I was glad. uh, That's what we we talked about. I was glad the Longhorns were off. Uh, they didn't get mixed up in all this nonsense. Spence, how'd you do this? How'd you do this week, Spence?
4: Your Cowboys almost got locked up in it on Monday night. We thought that it wouldn't carry over to the
2: weekend. They almost got locked into it. Oh,
4: Spence,
2: Spence didn't do well at all. He must have really did bad. (laughs) Uh Eddie's already Eddie's already laying blame. I blame that on Corey. Oh, he's already laying blame on me. me.
6: Don't blame it on hey, me. Listen, blame it on foot, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Blame it
5: on Jason. Hey, listen. USC got beat. Washington beat Oregon. I, I was I was good Saturday. I, I was I was. USC
6: great. was going to get beat anyway. They've been playing like China. USC was I bound was, to get beat.
5: But here's the thing. I knew it was coming. They were going to lose somebody. They were. I I picked them to lose three games this year. And Michael Penix Jr. is probably going to be the Heisman winner.
3: He um, should. Cause I I just
5: I just don't think that Bo nicks is better. I just I just don't think so.
6: That kid, oh that kid from Duke should be the high one. That kid from Duke is is great. Can't think of his name.
2: Uh, he's pretty good. <laughs> oh, he said he blamed. He said he blamed the one person to pick Lindale on Corey. No, I think I think Jake probably would have picked Lindale anyway. He was probably thinking the same thing as Corey. He's not going to pick against his team. Um, so. That's that's I'm I'm sure he's thinking the same thing there. So um just kind of taking a look at what's going on with our overall standings. Uh Kyle, me and you are now tied at sixty. We are the we're the uh the top net SN uh pick 'em score. Um Eddie, you're right there, Eddie. You're fifty nine. You're 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 still below us. Um I am proud of this one that we are ahead, Kyle, of our man Diggs. Oh, Diggs Diggs had a rough week. He actually did worse than I did. He had five and five. I, I, he he even made a post and I got tagged in it on Twitter because he he had like an eighty something percentage of his picks, but he was five and five in the East Texas one. It was rough sledding for him.
4: Yeah, well, and he also probably wasn't happy if he watched Monday Night Raw and saw an amazing match with Bronson Reed. So he, oh, <laughs> Diggs is having a, having
2: a rough week. Diggs is having a rough week. No. Big Bronson Reed. Big Bronson Reed. <laughs> uh, Jeremy um, is right below him at fifty six. Hey, intern Claire has fifty one.
4: Hey, shout out Claire. Intern Claire, Claire
2: fifty one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go any farther. I'm not gonna go any farther down. But intern Claire at fifty one. That's awesome. I, I, now I don't. I'm. I'm curious to see. I heard this rumor she might go against her her alma mater this week. So I'll be interested to see if she. Goes through with that or not. But, uh, but man, I think the, our man Shivers is, his lead is cut though. He yeah. is, uh, he is two ahead of of Jamar Washington. So shout out to Jamar. He's, he's gained on him. Uh, my brother is sitting there at 61. So those are the top three. Um, Kyle, we're right below him. We're, 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 I'm, we're close.
4: I'm coming for him. I'm feeling good about this week. These, this week's picks were hard though. This week's picks this, were, were difficult.
2: Yeah. I would say, um, that this week's probably going to have the most parity as far as, games not being like one-sided picks i think you're gonna have a lot more of the you know if we have 80 pickers a lot more of those 42 38 you know closer um with the picks there so um should be good um last week though let's talk about a little bit it was a rough interesting week in the pick but there was some good games uh game one was uh jefferson over atlanta 49 to 29 um not really surprising. We talked about we think Jefferson is a class of this district. And the way it stands at this time is them and Tatum at the top. Um, I think that game will probably be uh, – I think at this point, I think Atlanta's probably the third best team. And I think Tatum and Jefferson would be for the district championship. Now the question is, can Tatum stop Jefferson? We know Tatum can score. So I think we'll see how good a game it is. But uh, I think that's where we're looking. I'm not really surprised by this score. Anybody – Surprised at this margin?
4: No, I mean I I, I kind of expected this uh, from Jefferson. Uh, we we talked about it earlier in the year. We thought Atlanta had a everybody was high on Atlanta. Well, I say everybody, I wasn't, but Jeremy specifically was high on Atlanta earlier in the year, and he kind of started, you know, getting me to where I was starting to believe in him. And then they just they just haven't had a good year this year. But Jefferson, talk about balance. How about 254 yards through the air? at 251 on the ground can't get much more balanced than that so um i I like jefferson in this district i'm I'm with you i think it comes down to jefferson tatum but i don't think i don't think tatum's going to be able to stop jefferson um so yeah i think it's those are one and two atlanta's probably solid in at three and then with gladewater getting the win over sabine they kind of control their own destiny for that fourth spot which is crazy Starting out zero and six, and they can they, still make the if playoffs. If they lose
2: to White Oak, they don't deserve to win the play. Make the playoffs. Oh Lord, I don't think. I don't think White oaks it's win About who game, deserves it. it? I don't it's think, think White Oak it. It's
6: about who wins it. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I, I, nobody listen. Nobody picked lay Water. Nobody. If you picked lay Water, you were just doing. You were just guessing. Actually, I almost
4: did, Corey. I almost did.
6: I was just well, close. Lake Water. But a shout out to Claywater though. They they came out, they 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 swung it, they swung it and they brought the wood to Sabine, man. Sabine was a fake bully of the week.
5: Well, I hate to tell you all this. Uh and by the way, Sweeney, like when you literally right when you were about to say Jefferson, I literally wrote down like on my, you know, notebook, Jefferson playoff run question mark. Can they make it to the state championship game? Um but no. <laughs> No. 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 Um no. I, be, I, I'm not They may be
2: the only team that wins a game in the playoffs though. Of the district well, they're going up against. We talked about that a little bit. That it's possible so that Jefferson's Tatum, the only team that comes out of this district with a win.
5: So the problem that I'm I, I'm not I'm not surprised by their score last week, but the problem that I have with Tatum and and by the way, Jefferson and Tatum played the, the last have they already played or is that the last game? No, or, or... They,
2: they play uh, October 27th, I believe. Okay, that's the, next week, week, right? Yeah, next week, yeah.
5: Okay, so the problem that I have with Tatum is that in those big games, and I think this has happened the past couple of years, but in those big games, they just can't make big plays uh, on defense. It's always, It's always some good offensive team that's able to like snap them out of the playoffs always just all rather. That's, I I, I don't know who it is, but they they cannot make the big plays when they need to. And that's going to be the problem for Tatum. I see Jefferson probably winning this district. Um, Who knows? Jefferson may blow Tatum out. Um, They just, Tatum gives up so many big plays. You just got to wonder like, hey, you know, can can they really hang with these dudes that I, I don't think they can. So I I I'm picking Jefferson and probably won this district. Um but I literally just wrote down, you know, their playoff run. Can they possibly make this state championship, which me and Kyle have already agreed absolutely not. Um
4: they but, got Malakoff uh, and Winsboro in that same region.
3: Oof.
5: Yeah no so Mm-mm.
4: no thank uh-uh. you.
5: <laughs> no. And they'll probably meet They'll probably meet Malakoff in the third round probably that's if that's, that's if they don't have to play Winsboro first they have to play them first and that's I mean the well, they, they won't probably.
4: play Winsboro first because is gonna win that district five and then Jefferson wins district six. They may meet down the road they won't play first round though, but I mean Jefferson has a good squad. don't get me wrong, but that region we've talked about that region that three a division one region two Oof. is a monster' so whoever's Whoever comes out of region two still, is winning
2: states. You saw have Pottsboro that's really good. You know, you know, Winsboro put it to him, but that was Winsboro. Potsboro is going to go several rounds probably. You've got Malakoff, Winsboro, Whitesboro. All the boroughs are, are in that region. not Brownsboro. Uh, nah, well,
3: there. not Brownsboro. No, <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, I think this is an interesting district though. It kind of, we thought it was a lot stronger. I think coming into the year, and it's just kind of. Hasn't played out that way, uh, Corey. Any thoughts on this game? We're good. All right. Game two was the one we just kind of talked about. Gladewater forty-eight, Sabine forty-two. We actually had three people that picked Gladewater to win this game, so that was a good a good way to gain some uh, gain some spots. We had uh, uh, let's see, West West Austin. And Augustine all picked Gladewater. So three out of how many we some
6: had. <laughs> Gotta be from Gladewater. And there, there was no way I wouldn't be like sabine was, Sabine's was, sabine been trucking it all year. But like I said, good win for Gladewater.
3: That's
6: yeah. just a good win for Gladewater. Well, we kind of talked, 13, about,
2: man. We, we kinda talked about it though, Corey, the, the schedule. Gladewater played was a lot tougher. And I guess it played uh, in their favor there as they. Were able to take it take that game over Sabine. I, I thought Sabine was going to win too, but um, yeah, shout out to Gladewater. Well, that right now that that was my point
4: last week when we were doing the pickums. I know I didn't pick Gladewater, but I was close because I remember saying they're not your normal 0 and 6 team, like Gladewater has played a tough non district schedule, they're not your normal 0 and 6 team. I think they play a, a, an easier non-district schedule, then we got a we got a different story on our hands. But I don't think Gladewater's a bad football team necessarily. Dude, they ran for 538 yards. Three running backs had over 100. One had over 200. Um, they ran the ball down Sabine's throat. And if you can run the ball like that in, this late in the season, you, you're not a bad football team. So I, I think that record is kind of deceiving for Gladewater. I don't think they're world beaters by any means, but – I do think they're better than their record shows.
5: Well, I think they've um, – even even through their losses, I think they've been consistent, especially offensively. Um, it's just, you know, they've played such a tough schedule. They're I think their defense is kind of used to playing a harder schedule. Uh, now, we don't know what that means come playoff time because I think Gleyward is still probably going to make the playoffs. Uh, simply because they've had a tough, tough non district, um, but we we don't know what that means going forward for them. Uh, it was a great win, uh, it was it was spectacular. I think that they showed up and showed out, um, but I don't. We don't know what they are when it comes to playoffs. But I would say this though, they will go past the second round, in my opinion. Um, not a chance. No, not a chance. Winsboro, right? If they get
4: the four seed out of six, they're playing Winsboro in the first round. They're yeah, one they're, and done. So they probably. Yeah. So they
5: probably no. So they probably. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm.
4: They're not getting. they th- yeah, no. yeah. Because that that
5: game, that game. Cal, hey, you not, didn't let
7: that breathe. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that
5: game. That game is probably if,
3: if, if
5: they get the if they get the four spot, they'll probably. That's going to be a blowout. That, it's not yeah. even
2: going to be fair. Uh, they play one well, you got, a You got Pottsboro's number two, so they're going to get probably Atlanta. That game probably won't be close either. Now, y'all, y'all know
7: this district went 0-4 in the playoffs last year. Wow. This, 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 this I district. <laughs> now,
6: I mean, Jefferson's I pretty good. Though. Yeah,
3: Jefferson's, Jefferson's pretty good.
6: good. I don't ever count out um, so yeah, don't.
7: As long as Cameron Williams is healthy. You know, I'll give Jefferson a fair chance to get four seed because I think Jefferson going to win this district. But, uh, I mean, last year this district went on four. It's not a very good district. Like, no, it's a weak district. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't be a surprise to see any of these teams. Like I said, like if they repeated what they did last year and
6: go over 10 full. years ago, 10 years ago, it would have been a great district. Yeah. Almost 20 years you know, It would have been a great district. But now it's just you know, it's the same. You know, now that I look at the now I look at the, the the records and stuff. You know, I don't really, to be honest with you, Gladewater didn't play. They didn't play that big of a schedule. It ain't a big difference between the schedule between Glaywater and Sabine, to be honest with you. They played pretty much the same opponents. Um, Malakoff and Gunner, and well, they both play. Well, they played with somebody. Would. they played, Mount Vernon and Spring Hill.
4: They, they both played, played Malakoff and
6: Gunner and Dangerfield. Dangerfield. You know, That's pretty good. and then what? What West Russ Sabine played West Russ and uh, you know and, and so I mean it's it's a little basically what I'm saying is this: their one schedule, somebody's schedule was a seven; other schedule was a, was a six. It wasn't that big of a difference to me? Um, to me, it wasn't that big of a difference. What I'm saying is this. I think Sabine could've had an opportunity to win the game. I'm surprised Gladewater did. Gladewater's one and one. Sabine's and two. I I wouldn't I wouldn't call this schedule that big of a difference to me. I just think Gladewater's playing better at the right time. And I think they may have just started clicking and putting it together. You know, that that, that to me is more plausible than their schedules being tougher than than Sabine's schedule. I just think they start playing better at the right time.
2: There's but my, my problem with that, Corey, is I think looking at the schedule i think Gladewater has three opponents that are better than anybody on sabine's schedule that that would be that would, i mean west rusk is their only opponent mount vernon is not as good this year west rusk is pretty good but i mean dangerfield and and malakoff and gunter all are better than than west rusk i think i think
7: the, the biggest problem with was- but Water is the defense. I mean, you look at 53 points here, uh, 42 points, 35 points, 51 points, 59 points, 41 points, and then the one game they won, they gave up 42 points. I mean, we're we talking about a team that's given up way too many points all year long. Like, there's no way you can think that this is going to be a sufficient team and think that it's – I mean they could win they could get fourth place in district, but I mean they've been playing terrible defense all year long. So I don't you know, you can't really just buy anything in the Gladewater. And I mean And I think just in
5: I think just in three A they've I given up they've given up the most points in East just in just in the East Texas area, just in three A. I think they've given up the most points. Um
2: that's a good I, point. I think that, I, yeah. I you can't that score twenty three and give up forty six. That's not going <laughs> to get you very
7: far. Yeah, um, not quite, just, huh? Can't, can't can't win with a minus twenty three ratio, huh?
2: Not not too many. Right. Times.
5: Right now, Glaywater kind of looks like Colorado a little bit.
2: Good That's offensive fair. team,
5: just just can't just can't play defense.
7: I don't think anybody's buying that <laughs>
6: one. Well, Colorado it. can't play defense. <laughs> I mean, they just can't.
2: No, I'm watching.
6: Well, hey, play so. defense; they just can't stop the big play. Since
2: That's we're talking good. about, since we're talking about Gladewater getting fourth here, let's let's talk about their possible opponent in the first round. Game three is Winsboro and Pottsboro. Uh, Winsboro so, took Pottsboro to the whipping shed. Uh, Spence, did you pick? We we didn't get a chance to ask you. How many did you get right this week?
7: Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember
2: because uh, because uh, I lost the two different. biggest ones that I
7: talked the most about. I lost those, so I
2: didn't catch up with the rest that's of them. That's not a good sign if you don't remember. That means you probably didn't do very well.
7: No, nah, I mean I know I picked Winsboro. I, I didn't think possible would beat them. I thought this was a revenge game. I know they lost last year. I yep. know they want to want their lick back from the uh, year before. Plus, I think Winsboro is a lot better this year than they were last year. I think uh, the biggest difference between last year and this year is that they're willing to run the ball a whole lot more uh, than they were probably last year, especially with like, the quarterback. I think it was more so about keeping Kyler uh, healthy throughout the year. But when you see him run for 191 yards, I mean, you, you can tell like they, they're throwing everything at him. And, of course, the running back had over 200 too. So they just – they kind of really beat Pops Barrett up and ran the ball all over him. Um, I did pick I, – like I said, I did like Williamsburg going into the game. More so because I'm a Kyler fin- uh, Finney fanboy. Like, I think he's really, 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 really good. Uh, but, now I was really happy with the results. I, I, I was happy for for Winsboro. Uh, like I said, I'm not really invested in him, but I think Kyler Finney's a great player, and I would love to see him put a playoff run together to kind of back up what I've been saying about him being the best Q in, uh, in East Texas to me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was uh, I thought it was a really, really good win, a statement win for Winsboro. And uh hopefully they can stay healthy over the next couple of weeks and put a playoff run together.
4: Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's my thing about Winsboro. Kyler Finney is outstanding. That offense is great, and the defense has been playing well. Pottsboro's got a good offense too. Major McBride went off, had over nearly 230 yards rushing for Pottsboro. He's a yeah. hell of a player, too. Um yeah. but you know, Winsboro, I, I feel like, and I've said this all year long, I feel like Winsboro, like it's this their this is their year, I feel like you know, the each year it's been, you know, either a one point loss to Pottsboro to just barely miss the playoffs or a couple seasons ago, there's like three or four losses where by a combined like six or seven points. Like they've right. just been on the edge the right. past right. couple of years. and I think this is the year they finally get it all together. But just like we talked about, looming in the playoffs at some point, round three, round four, round two, whatever it is. That Winsboro Malakoff, they're gonna collide. And that's yep. that'll be Winsboro's toughest test all season long. I think, truthfully, the winner of that Winsboro Malakoff game could be in Arlington. So uh it, it it'll be fun to see how that happens. I don't think Winsboro has a Winsboro, the only caveat this week with with Miniola is that it's a rivalry game, but I don't see anything happening in that game. I think Winsboro cruises to an undefeated season and then uh, we'll just wait what they wait, wait to see what happens when they play Malakoff.
3: Yeah: uh, So a
5: so question for all you guys. Personally, do you guys think that Winsboro can beat Malakoff? Yeah. do they um, have the team? They have the team that can can they yes? Can they Absolutely. yeah they can. I, I'm going to agree with y'all on this one. I'm going to say they do have the team and I, and I'm going to be honest with you, Kyle. I agree. Whoever wins out of Winsboro and Malakoff, if, if, if they do collide at some point going to Arlington now, who would they play on the other side of the bracket? We don't know, but, um, I could see that happening. I could see them beating Malakoff. um, I expect them to come out of their region. I, I, I really do. I really expect them to come out of their region, especially with uh, their their offense is really, really good. And I, I just think that if they were to meet, I, I think their offense would be too much for Malakoff now that hasn't stopped Malakoff before.
2: Would that be because... a semifinal matchup with possibly Brock? Oh. This what Brock, is a region that's Brock and... Brock's region one, they're region two, wouldn't they? Don't they match up, well, yeah, yeah. They'll have to, they'll have to match that up. Would a, that, that would be to play. Man, I mean, it's gonna be a good
6: one. Can
2: everyone. they beat Malikov? No, no, Corey's rolling with the call. And, and I mean, yeah, Malakov plays
7: incredible D, uh, they have for a long they time, mean, right. and they're they're really physical. Um, and that's, you know, that's perfect for playoff. I think I really like the quarterback, Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Yeah, but, uh, no, I really think, uh, you know, I, you know, as we're talking about a program that's established and a program that's on the rise. And So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be really hard to just go in there and lay your head and put your money on Winsboro. but can they beat them? Yeah, they absolutely can. I think they can. Now, will it happen? You know, we'll find out together, but I, I don't, I don't think anybody will beat Winsboro before they get to that point. No.
4: Yeah. That Winnsboro is going to cruise to to Malakoff, but, and it's, it's a tale of, of two different strengths. And I know we'll talk about this game a little later, but the same thing with center and van when they played last week, center, high powered offense, van, strong defense, same thing. Winsboro, high powered offense, Malakoff, shut down defense. That that'll be, there'll be a lot of eyes on that game, but both teams need to take – I feel like they will, but both teams need to take care of business to get to that point. I feel like they should, but it's high school football, as we saw this last weekend, anything can happen. So.
5: I will say this, that's 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 going to be a good game. Whoever meets Brock, that, that's going to be a good one.
7: I don't know. Brock held Pleasant Grove to 10 points.
2: Uh, I'm not putting nobody over Brock right now. Uh, yeah, that's That's tough. The Grove Grove is good, yeah, yeah. That that is impressive. Um, Game four, the game I went and called in Dallas. Um, Brook Hill put that zero up on Dallas Covenant, thirty six to nothing, in their opening play in district. Uh, Guys, I don't know if you if you've ever been to Dallas Covenant Stadium or seen it driving by on six thirty five. It is very interesting. Um, I took a picture. Yeah, I took a picture from the press box and and shared it with with the guys in the chat. And it's basically if you I'll were to up, <laughs> scene.
3: <your> <laughs>
2: if you were to <laughs> like look at the set with Dave. on the visitor side, it's it's a old school like if you were at Lindsay Park at the the bleachers, like you'd see just sitting on the side of the soccer fields, that's what the bleachers were like on the visitor side. There was a like several of them and then if you fell over the the wall there like that was basically right behind you you're on the service road of 635 so on the on the stream you could just see cars just like going by the entire game it was it was interesting now they have a nice nice facility it's one of those landlocked places where they've got basically you got they've got to go ever up with everything it was yeah. there was a nice press box for the size stadium we you know we had everything we need it was great um and brook hill's defense showed out uh Corey, you, you always love those those zero row shutouts. I mean, did you you got to catch a little bit of this game? Uh Coach Hubbard and company, they they were impressive on D. They've
6: been impressive all week. I mean impressive all year pretty much. They've gotten better and better and better. But uh they got a test this week.
3: So we'll Oof. see.
2: Yeah, they got they got number one Dallas Christian coming into um into their house. And Dallas Christian is one of those. They play any, everybody, six A, five A, any of the private schools. They, their schedule is pretty much wide open, and um, we'll have that game on that SN. But it's going to be a test. Uh, I think if Brook Hill plays, their defense is going to be is going to be there. If their offense can score enough points to stay with Dallas Christian, should be interesting. I expect them to at least make the game, you know, a competitive game for at least a little bit. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be be tough. I, I'd like to hear what coach Hubbard has to say but he hasn't been able to get get here, on here with us yet. So, uh, if he does maybe we'll uh, we'll let him talk about that that game last week and the game coming up. But uh yeah, I'm looking forward to uh the next one here. Um Game 5. Uh Lindell over Chapel Hill 35 to 23. Oh Guys, I, I you know, I had to I went and I'm cel- I'm still celebrating. I've got Clint Thurman behind me. And he's still celebrating here at Lindell Stadium you know, uh, for the game. <laughs> um, now I got to I got to tip my hat to the Lindell Eagles. Uh, Coach Cochran and his staff had a great game plan. Uh, they were their game plan was basically to take the ball out of Chapel Hill's offense and make the Chapel Hill defense stop the run game. And they were able to make enough turnovers and enough stops to uh, to get the job done. I, I, I'm really surprised. And, and the score, I think, it was like 35 to 10. I think Chapel Hill scored the last couple of touchdowns. Um, so it was a pretty big margin there and just totally surprised. I mean, I thought Lindale would give them a tough test because they always are tough in Lindale. Um, Chapel Hill has a tough time over there. But uh, I just didn't expect this.
5: Well, listen, I called the game and – we we were me and me and Keith Whitman, We were we were on the call for the game, and I, I got a lot. Of, uh, I put it in the chat. I got, I got a lot of words to say about this game, so y'all bear with me. Um, so listen, Chapel Hill. Here's basically what Lindale did was they were like, okay, we're we're gonna tire y'all out. Okay, we're gonna take time off the clock. We got a quarterback who used to play running back. So we're just going to run the ball with him all night long. And and this is the one thing that I said a couple weeks ago, I said, cause everybody was like, Oh, they're starting running back was out. He got, he got hurt. I think he got hurt against Kilgore. Um, and I said, well, they do have another running back named Caleb Hart. Caleb Hart basically was the, like their bulldozer. That whole that whole night, they absolutely just consistently ran the ball every time. It's like they never missed a beat. It was always on. It, it was just consistent. And when you have Clint Thurman, who um, and I actually got it right here, Clint Thurman ran for three hundred and seven yards. Three hundred seven. Ran three hundred seven yards. And the fact that Chapel Hill's defense was not even able to contain this guy—like I, I interviewed him and Coach Cochran after the game—and he basically said, and I'm I'm just I'm gonna be honest with you—he basically said Chapel Hill wasn't ready for us. Now, obviously, me being from Chapel Hill, did that make me mad? Now. Yes. Yeah. Did it that make special. me mad? Yeah. Did
7: that make me mad? Yes. Hold on, oh, wait, 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 wait. That's disrespectful. i
6: mean, listen, saying they're not ready? They're last, no, no I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, like, right you, say, you won. You won, yeah. I'm just saying, don't don't be disrespectful. I
7: don't think that's disrespectful. But You're the number I mean, one team really in the right. state, and we just got beat by 40-something points. You wasn't ready. for It wasn't 40. Oh, but 69 to 24? I'm, I'm saying this, 64-29. 64-29, my bet. They
5: got yeah. whooped by. They got wiped off the face of the earth by Kilgore, mm-hmm. and then they come back and beat the number one team in the state, Chapel Hill. And this is the other problem. What Chapel Hill didn't do all night, if you notice, if you go back and watch the whole game, you know what they didn't do? They didn't feel egg. They didn't fill the egg up at all. They didn't fill the egg up at all. And if they did. All they did was just basically Clint Thurmer was able just to bust, find a little hole, bust up the hole, get through. He had an 80-something-yard run um, where Davion Ross tracked him down. And Chapel Hill was tired all night. They could not do anything. And really, when you look at it, Chapel Hill would only had, what, four, maybe three or four good plays. Ricky Stewart had – a 90-yarder, then he had a 70-yarder. These were touchdowns that I'm talking about. And then they had one, two throws that were good. But other than that, that's all they had all night. So, and when was the last time you seen Ricky Stewart fumble the ball? A lot. <laughs> what was the last time? He fumbled the ball. I and think, I think he f- Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that too. But I'm just saying in a high-stakes game like that where where you need to score, I I don't think I've ever seen him fumble like that. So that was hard to watch. Um, Chapel Hill is going to have to rebound this year because right – sorry, uh, rebound this week because right now I think if Lindell wins out plus a Kilgore loss, they win the district. And, yeah. Well,
2: we can talk about that because I think right now, if if Chapel Hill wins against Kilgore at the end and it's three way tie, I believe the point differential between the three teams is the tiebreaker. Okay, so right now Kilgore's got plus what thirty five?
7: Well, it's just it's only
2: fifteen. They
7: they get oh, they get up on. to
2: fifteen. Oh, so you can only get fifteen? No, nah, you can only get fifteen. So that's okay, the so, awesome they're, so they're at plus fifteen, Linden by 12 lost by the 15 so they're at minus three so they're kind of Lindell's done so they're a negative so chapel hill would need to win by a couple of touchdowns and they would win the district basically so it's still either either any of the teams can win depending on how the game goes i don't think i think Lindell's probably since they have that that would be tough for them since they, they're in the negative um because if chapel hill wins they would have to win by not enough, and then beat Kilgore. It's it, that'd be crazy. So it's so it many points that kind of come down to it. But then, Chapel Hill still has to win. And right now, that game's up in the air more than we thought it was going to be. I mean, I, I really thought that Chapel Hill, if they come to play, I think they beat Kilgore. But they're going to have they can't do this. They can't they can't let their defense sit out there all night. Which you know Kilgore is got the film now. They got two two good films. Palestine did the same thing. They just didn't have the same push on the offensive line, Chapel Hill's able to get them off the field right. a bit better. But you got two game films now on them. I honestly I'd hate to be Henderson this week. Okay. I'd hate to be Henderson this week. Because Henderson you'd have, to, you'd
7: have to hate to be Henderson every week. But but yeah
2: Do you think do you think those Chapel Hill guys aren't gonna be fired up if if they're not fired up after what happened last week. Um man well, I'll you're say dead. Back. So, so you're here, dead.
6: here's the here's issue. He's with Corey. He's with Corey. Here's the issue with this. Here's the issue with this. I said it last week, and I said, this is a trap game for Chapel Hill either way. Either Lindell was going to be Kilgore or they were going to be Chapel Hill. They beat Chapel Hill. Got gotcha. you. It was a trap game. Chapel Hill didn't come prepared. They've been playing sluggish ever since the bye week. If you didn't, if you didn't know, they have been. They've been playing sluggish ever since the Palestine game. So they needed to they needed to get this loss out of the way. It was gonna happen. It either happened now, it was gonna happen in the playoffs. Got it. And what do you do? Right? You regroup. Okay. Now before this loss, I'll probably say, well, probably Kilgore up again. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe Kilgore. I don't think Kilgore beats Chapel Hill. I really don't. I think this ha- I think this loss needed to happen. I think Chapel Hill regroups. Doesn't matter who wins district at this point. Chapel Hill, whoever's in this district better than the district, Chapel Hill's got to play anyway. One one through four, it doesn't matter. They're gonna beat the district championship in that district anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's gonna be a competition, but they they're not gonna to have to play anybody today. Have to feed either face Kilgore or Lindell again. So ain't gonna matter. That's why I said, whoever was talking noise, they, they be humble. You may have to play Chapel yep. Hill again and society. Be humble.
3: Yeah, before guy, you may have be to, to beat I, him don't, again.
7: I don't think it's necessarily disrespectful to say that a team is not ready to play.
6: No, I I mean, just say we're happy to get a win, blah, blah, blah. I like the fact that you're going to be disrespectful a little bit. It's a little disrespect. I don't I don't, I don't want to say it. It's, I don't, I don't think it. I just don't
7: see it as disrespect if you're telling the truth. I mean, and, and the biggest thing about it, Clint truth, Thurman.
6: Sometimes the truth is disrespectful. It, 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 look, look, look at, you. at what's it's, it's. But, I mean, either way it goes, I want to be on. But But it's okay. Either way it goes, the kid said what he said. It happens. You beat Chapel, he beat the number one team in the state. Man, I think happens. that's unfair they, if you put it, it on the kid.
3: Like,
7: Are we talking about the coach or oh, are we yeah, talking I'm about not... the kid? We're talking about, I'm talking we're about, the
3: talking
5: about
6: Clint Thurman.
7: The... I, I mean, the kid is rolling off an emotional high. He just ran for 300 no. yards in a game where nobody thought he would
6: win. He don't,
7: he don't know what he's I'm saying. Not,
6: yeah. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying just because he says I'm you wrong. I'm saying disrespect is disrespect, whether it's right or wrong. It is what it is.
7: What's it is disrespectful what it is. is leaving your offense on the sideline and letting these boys run for like damn near five hundred yards on you. That's disrespectful. It's to very your disrespectful. Team. That's,
6: that's. I, I think too. the most, I always do is like that. you take that on the
7: chin. You the the most thing ran for, to they me ran about Lindell's victory, is that there was one big seventy-yard run, but Clint Thurman averaged six yards a pop, Just not ten yards a pop, yeah. not eleven yards a pop, but six. And six means I'm taking the time off of the clock. I'm keeping
5: you guys off the
7: field, and you can't stop it. Mm.
3: You can and,
5: and, and here's the other thing. there's So there's 12 minutes each quarter. I, yeah, There's 12 minutes each quarter. Yeah. They, the first quarter, the first and kind of the third a little bit, they ran off literally almost all the time. That that corner had to, like,
3: literally, it was
5: was that I thought they were going to do
7: his tail goal while I picked him, and then I was a week early.
5: keep Chapel Hill's offense off the field, that high-powered offense that everybody, you know, like I think Chapel Hill is the best offense in four Division I. I I think they do. But to do do that to them is very impressive. Like I said, like, like Sweeney said, I wouldn't want to be Henderson this week either because I think Chapel Hill personally, personally, I think they could put up 60 on him.
6: These next three games, I wouldn't want to be Chapel Hill's opponent this next three. If If I'm in that locker room, if they do what they're supposed to do, I wouldn't want to be their opponent this next year.
2: Well, if and they here's they what they're supposed to do. And here's the deal, like, guys. So, you, you, get, you get there and you, you work the clock and you have a 10-minute drive, okay? So, then your offense goes on the field. Well, they're quick strike. You score quick sometimes. That's you not put as good. Their defense right they put back the defense on the field. Right back on the field, and they're dead tired still. We ain't even had time to coach you up. Uh huh. And so then they have to go right back out there. I've seen it, Chapel do it. I saw a couple of plays in the game where it was where they just you know boom, quick strike, and the D and the offense had to go or defense had to go right back out. Well now there's they haven't even recovered, hadn't got a chance to make any adjustments or anything like that. They got to go back out
6: there. Like yeah, that all season. It's been here's a up, question please. for y'all,
7: because y'all watch Sheffield way more than I do. Yeah. How confident are you in Brisbane throwing the ball to win the game? Oh, without Deuce McGregor, two years ago, two years without ago. Deuce McGregor, without Tyson Berry. I mean, Mayfield's good, and um, well, California, California. Darius California. Dean. I like him. California. I like Dean. I like I like Mayfield. Calvary. I like the tall guy. But, but how confident are you in Brisbane and throwing the football if the game is on
6: the line? I think it can happen. It can happen. I'm not saying anything.
5: I'm confident I mean, he had to this, do it. I mean, I mean he had to do it against Lumberton this year. year. Oh, this year. This, this year. year. This, this year, I'm, I'm more confident this year than I've
6: ever been. Okay. I'm more confident this year than I've ever been. Will it I've, will it happen? That's a very good question because that's, that's exactly what it's going to take. He's got to that throw. I,
5: I feel like they should have thrown the ball more against Lindell. The problem was that.
7: Did you have an
5: I, opportunity? I, I, I don't think there was anywhere to really throw. I mean, they they played. um, Basically, they, they just took everything away from Chapel. They, they just stratted. They, I don't know what they did. To to do what they did Friday is impressive, but I I, I wouldn't yeah, so I wouldn't want to beat you. yeah I wouldn't want to be, be Chapel's opponents these next few games, especially Athens.
6: It's a simple strategy though, it's a simple strategy if you know you know they can't beat you running the football to get back in the game. They are down by twenty one points. They got to throw the football. They, they right. have to. So what you gonna do? You gonna back? In the, you gonna be in the prevent? Of course, I'm gonna make I'm I'm going to force that quarterback to throw the football.
5: Like now they have right. to air it. Like they had a forty-yard pass to uh, to uh, Javon Mayfield, and then they hit him on a three to five-yard stop route, and then he took it for fifty for a touchdown. But would you
6: know, but you know how you get them out of that prevent? You got to get a stop on defense. Yeah, you have to get a stop on defense, and you have to get the ball back. That's how you get them out of that. Kyle,
7: how you? Do? Kyle, Kilgore or Chapel Hill, based off this Friday's performance? I, I think the difference is in the line of scrimmage, and I think Kilgore is way better in the line of scrimmage uh, based off what I saw or the results that I read about on Friday. But I, I, mean, I want to ask you, like, what do you think about, you know, the, the, the potential district championship? Who you like, Chapel Hill or Kilgore?
4: Right now, I'm going to have to go with Kilgore. Um, I, it, it's just to to touch on the Lindell chapel Hill game, I – I, I was letting y'all get all that out. As everybody knows, I'm a Lindell guy. I'm, I'm from Lindell. I may be wearing a van, yeah. van hat, but that's for later in the show. Um listen, mm. I, I don't I think we gotta give credit to Lindell. Because here's the thing. I, I know I know it's a lot of talk about Chapel Hill right now, which is understandable, but I think we're overlooking exactly what Lindell did here. You gotta think. They came, Coach Cochran and and the boys got embarrassed against Kilgore the week before. Then to come out at home, top team in the in the state, a team that they've had success against in the past few years. Like the, the note said in the chat, for the fa- past five meetings, Lindell's won against Chapel Hill. So it shouldn't be too much of a surprise, really. But the way that Lindell, they came in with the game plan. The game plan was keep the offense off the field. Can't score if you ain't got the football. So to keep the offense off the field, that was – Number one, they can do that with the offensive line that Lindell has and the running attack that Lindell has. They have the capability to do that. They tried that against Kilgore. Problem is, Kilgore has got a stout defense that was able to get off the field on – what's up, Vince? To get off the field on, uh, on third down and to, to, to stall out those drives. Chapel Hill's defense isn't that strong. They couldn't do that. So that's the problem that you run into. And then when you have limited offensive snaps – you're now pressing as an offense because now you're like, well, man, we this we may only get three or four plays out of this, and and that's it. Then we got to sit on the sidelines for six or seven more minutes while our defense gets torn up. So Lindell had a perfect game plan, executed it to perfection. I think this this says more about Lindell, I think, than than Chapel Hill. I, I think I said the different thing earlier in the week, but I, I've changed my tune because. It says more about Lindell for those kids to come out and refocus after a week where they got embarrassed to come out at home in front of your home crowd where nobody expects you to win and to go out there and prove everybody wrong. And so I I think just on this past game, Lindell did what they needed to do out there. And for as much as we talked about Lindell's defense, to hold Chapel Hill to 10 points until the fourth quarter, that's outstanding. So we talked
2: about how much they well yeah, in a
4: quarter
7: Rudy, in fourteen minutes. Yeah, oh. same. we talked about it. That's part of part of being well part of protecting your defense is keeping them. Exactly. On the field. Exactly.
4: So, and, and and it really showed, but as far as Kilgore Chapel Hill goes, right now, the way that both teams are playing, I think Kilgore's defense is better than Lindell's. And I think Kilgore has the best defense in that district. And defense will win you championships. So as far as the district title, I think Kilgore is the favorite right now.
5: Here's the thing, a lot of people like a lot of people right now think that Kilgore has a top 3 defense in four, Division 1, right as of right You're now. Right. They do. It do. They, they do. They they do. Fly their around. defense, their defense is better than what it was last year in my opinion. Because they have they just have some dogs on there. Literally about I, I think maybe about 4 or 5 guys could have some offers on their team uh, on that defense, like literally. they're they just that good this year. And the other thing that y'all left out, their running game. Their running game is off the charts. So, that'll be a concern for Chapel Hill, too.
4: It's about time, Eddie. It's about time. (laughs) That's funny, Eddie. I
7: don't even know the history, but that's funny, Eddie.
2: (laughs) So, I think we kind of talked about a little bit, Kyle, um, to your point about the defense. Um, But take out the Kilgore game. Throw that one out. And the other three – previous games in district play they held seven seven and then the 23 at chapel hill i'd say is a really good performance if you're limiting in chapel hill who's scoring 50 points a game to 23 you'd be happy with that right so i think and and on in lindell's defense i think there was a few things that that went right for them they they played an excellent game plan excellent scheme they kept chapel Hill's offense off the field their defense did enough didn't have to do. They don't have to be Kilgore's defense. They did enough to slow down Chapel Hill enough to get extra possessions, and three, they had some things that went their way. They had the fumbles from Chapel Hill, you know the, and, and they just didn't, didn't defense cause like, right? Yeah. Uh, the defense cause, but things went their way. When you when you when you beat a number one team and you're, you're and let's be honest, the skill level on Chapel Hill is is better than Lindale, and if you look to the two teams. They're a better team. Chapel Hill's going to win probably most of those times. But if you can catch them on a night where they're not playing well and you have a prepared scheme, a prepared, you know, game plan and things that you worked on work in your favor, it's a good, it's a good night for you. And that's kind of what, what I saw in this game is I think Lindell did exactly what they needed to do to have a chance to win. And the fact that Chapel Hill didn't play up to their potential, which you're never going to play your A game every single week. And they didn't. And that's what happens. And that's where upsets happen.
4: I think the, the, the problem really? I'm having with this conversation is it seems like we're discounting Lindell. Like they're not a good team. Like Lindell is a good football team. I'm if like you, that Kilgore I'm game. Lindell at all. When when you look at the Kilgore game, that game was close in the first half. And Lindell went for it on fourth down in their own territory, didn't get it. And that's where that game changed. Also, Two kickoff returns for a touchdown by Kilgore. That's not on the defense.
0: So I mean, right. it's
4: Lindell's not a bad team. They've been in all these games. Nobody, this year, so. nobody
2: said they were a bad team. I don't. That's, I
4: don't. But the, the way the way it's being presented is that Chapel lost the game. game.
6: Lindell didn't was, win the was, game.
4: And I think that no, Lindell beat
6: Chapel Hill. Lindell beat Lindell beat Chapel Hill. First I, I They have, out have, us, I, out played us, out hustled us. Everything in the game. Yeah. They they beat Chapel Hill friend Square. They took it to him. Welcome to Chin Strap. Chapel Hill didn't have it that day. Yeah.
5: Listen, I'm gonna to be honest with you, I to what you call I had I had Lindell getting the fourth seed at the end of the year. Literally, I had him getting the fourth seed, probably losing in the second round. And then you know that would be it. But uh one more question, Spence. If Yeah. Let's just say this. Let let's say that it's going to be Chapel Hill, Kilgore, maybe third round or fourth. Out of all, do you think out of the out of the two, let's let's forget about Lindell a little bit. We know they beat Chapel. Hill. Let's forget about Lindell a little bit. Out of the two, who do you think that can go to the state championship? As of right now, between after, Chapel after, after, Friday, after Chapel Hill and yeah, Kilgore after Friday. Um,
7: I mean. I would say Kilgore would have the best chance because I think Kilgore plays um, better defense. I mean, you can't you can't give up 310 rushing yards and, and think that I think you're going to make it to the state championship game. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Bernie. Bernie did the same thing to him, beat him up right up the middle, uh, kept the offense off the field, and then Bernie really kind of beat him up on the offensive line, on the defensive line, too, last year in that fifth-round game. Uh, it, it, it's going to come down to who can be the most physical, and I think... Um, You know, right now, you got to lean towards Killwood based off of, you know, what just happened Friday. That, and I don't think they've really replaced Keevee and Huddleston on either side of the ball yet. Uh, And I'm I'm just not sold on the interior of their offensive line and the interior of their defensive line. I know Kendall Allen's a great player. I know uh, Davion Ralston, linebacker, is a great player. Terrence Brooks is a great player. But who's in the middle of that defense? Who's clogging that gap? Who's clogging? And you can see it in these comments, but who's really truly in the middle of that defense really doing something for Chapel Hill to make you feel confident enough that they can go in and stop somebody that's physically dominant? And, and so I'd have to go with Kilgore right now only because, you know, for one, Kilgore dominated Linda. Uh, no matter how it got out, it, it was a domination at the end of the game. And um, I think out of those two, you have to say Kilgore. I, think, I don't think you can watch what happened Friday, and I've always been kind of shaky on Brisbane's passing. I never thought he was just the best passer in the world. I think he's an electric playmaker. I think he can do some electric things, scramble around, finding open receivers, and, and I think that's that has his play into it. But I think if Chapel Hill has to drop back and throw the ball because they can't move it, or if they are getting, you know, if they're coming down to they need big scores and they need to I, – I, I don't know. I think it's fair to say Kilgore right now, and I just have to go with Kilgore.
5: Right now I will say this, and I'm, I'm yeah. last point – um, Chapel Hill, when you look at their defense right now, probably their biggest problem right now is that they have one linebacker sitting in the box, he has to defend both a gap and b gap, and it's impossible. It's, it's, it's looking what we saw Friday, it was pretty bad.
7: There's a reason why it's one linebacker in the box, though, right? I mean, they're spreading people out, making you cover people in space. And then there's still that same old three yard, four yard in the cloud of dust right. type of offense. But when you spread people right. out, now I've got to respect the outside. I, I got to leave this one guy in here. If I don't, then I'm outnumbered on the outside. I don't want to do that. I have to play sound football. I have to play sound defense. So I mean, maybe they need to figure out a different scheme. Maybe they need to go to an odd front. Maybe they need to you know figure out you know how to way to clog in those a gaps. But I mean, that's all. That's all. Chapel did. Five, six yards. Out. I mean Linda did five,
2: six yards. Out. It's definitely gonna make for an interesting week yeah. eleven matchup. I have a feeling that will be on our pick'em's uh week eleven. So we'll see what happens till then. Until then we'll uh we'll just have to see. I'm assuming both teams will take care of business and then we'll have a uh, a district championship for possible three way tie uh up for grabs week eleven. So that'll be interesting. Um all right. Good good discussion, guys. Uh game six. McKinney North over Lufkin, 46 to 39. Spence, I'm going to defer this one to you. It's your district here. Uh, any surprise on this yeah. score in this one?
7: Uh, surprise, uh, yeah. I didn't think they would score that many on Lufkin. I mean, I'm not knowing my best backers. I didn't think Lufkin would score as much as they did. This game was 25 to 25 at halftime, uh, or somewhere close, like at halftime, they were going back and forth. And, you know, that was a surprise to me because I didn't think Lufkin was that good offensively. I know and Young, the Notre Dame commit, is amazing, and he had an amazing 81-yard run there right before halftime. But I thought McKinney North was uh, – I just expected them to play defense a little bit better than what they did because uh, I just didn't expect – I just didn't expect that out of them to have such a high-scoring game. Um, Lufkin just kind of ran out of bullets at the end, and that's pretty much what happened to them. They just kind of ran out of bullets, fell behind, um, and McKinney North to me is the, you know, this is a huge game coming up with us in Longview, and I don't want to speak too much about that, but to me I was more so surprised that Lufkin scored as much as they did this past Friday. That, that was the surprise
4: to me too, Spence. The only time that I've seen Lufkin was against Longview, so maybe I have an unfair, you know, opinion on Lufkin right. because that was a, I think that was a, right. Longview dominated that game, but I also think Lufkin didn't play very well that night too, so um I right. kind of have a bad, you know, outlook on it. But I was surprised to see Lufkin put up that many points. But it's also encouraging that Lufkin kept it close and and was very competitive with a very good McKinney North team. Um, I think that says a lot about Lufkin. And I, I don't. I mean, I've already made my pick on the Tyler Lufkin game this week. But I think that'll be a very good game this week. But uh, I'm I'm impressed with Lufkin. Get who you got. No, I no, took no, Tyler high, only because. Only be, I was torn on it, but I took Tyler High because it's the 50 year anniversary of the 73 state championship for John Tyler. So, and you can't cannot lose celebrating with, with Earl
5: Campbell in there,
4: you know what I mean? So, um, but I think, I think Lufkin they impressed me having the quarterback back, uh, at, coming back from that concussion. I think he helps out a lot. I think Ty Hammond is his name, I believe. Um, yeah, TJ Hammond, yeah. yeah. So, he he helps out a lot having him healthy and back. So, It'll be interesting to see what Lufkin can do, but I was I was impressed with Lefkin. It'll be a, a good loss if you wanna if you want to call it that.
7: Yeah, if you look at these district standings over here, I mean we got Tyler's two and two. I mean, this is a huge game, and I know I'm predict, predict, talking about this future game with Tyler and Lufkin. Lufkin's one and three, Lancaster is one and three, and Tyler is two and two. So I mean, it's a huge game for Lufkin coming up. The over. problem, um, and the I problem
2: think, good uh, for Tyler uh, High Spence is their two and two is the two teams at the bottom that they beat. So they're, they've they got a tougher finish. We've kind of talked about it. they control their own destiny in some sorts, but they've got a tough destiny because they haven't faced Longview or Forney. they got to come over here. Uh-huh. So it's going to be, um, this is basically, we we kind of labeled it as it's an elimination game. Whoever loses this, Tyler High Lufkin, they're. They're pretty much out of the mix for the playoffs. For sure, I,
5: agree um, with you. I will say this. Um, so I know we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, so I, I I picked McKinney North to win this one, and I picked them. I picked them just just personally. I just picked them by a lot. I said they probably went by two touchdowns, maybe maybe three. Um, but I think I think I was up around seven o'clock in the morning on Saturday. I went back and watched that game, and um, I thought Lufkin was gonna win it because I didn't know who won. I, I didn't know who won the game, uh, but I thought Lufkin was gonna win it. Uh, they had they had some shots. Um, McKinney North. I like I said last week. I don't know what's wrong with their defense. I'm not sold on their defense at all. Uh I wasn't I wasn't sold when Tyler High almost came back on them and almost finished the job. If it had not been for so many penalties against Tyler High, I, I they they probably would have lost McKinney North would have lost that game. But for Lufkin to score 39 points on McKinney North that says, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know that says a lot about Lufkin, but that kind of says a lot about McKinney North because I, I think I was right in my assessment. McKinney North's defense is not what I thought it was gonna be at the beginning of the year. Because I thought it was gonna be fine. You know, I thought they were probably gonna maybe maybe try to give Forney a run for their money. Um, but their defense is a problem. Um so, yeah, I'm.
7: You talking about for second place?
5: Uh, yeah, for second place, I, I I thought they were gonna give twenty a little run for their money, maybe, but they're and
7: they haven't played yet.
5: Yeah, so I I don't well no I I don't yeah, but like I said, McKinney North's defense it is 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 becoming more clear to me now that they even against a team that they should be by maybe two or three touchdowns, they 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 can't get the job done. They can't get the job done. So i um, I was I, I think Lufkin even in a loss, I think Lufkin did really, really good. Now this week they have to be taller high otherwise they're done. They're, they're, they're done. They have to be taller high. Uh, I don't think they will. So um, it was impressive. Uh, and I, I thought it was a pretty, even at a loss, I thought it was pretty good. So
7: I think, uh, you know, McKinney North, the most points they've given up all year is 39. Who loved it? And uh, I think when you got a player that's as special as Cadrian Young, sometimes you give up some points. I'm not going to say that the defense is just out of there. Uh, they held Lancaster to 21. Lancaster's got as many weapons on offense. They're the best 2 in whatever team in the nation. Uh, they're really – I don't understand their record at all, just how athletic they are and how good they are. But I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't just say that they're just totally awful on defense. Uh, I, you play a special talent and you commit that many people to the run, then your corner's going to have to be up on par. They really weren't. They were dropping – they were throwing deep, deep balls on them and connecting deep with T.J. Hammond during the game as well. with not all Kedron Young. But that just kind of shows you how special of a talent Kedron Young is when you have to commit that many people to the run game. And we see it in Longview, right? Nobody thinks that Andrew Tutt is the greatest quarterback ever. But when you commit nine people to stopping the run, hey, we're one-on-one on outside. we're going to win a couple of them, right? So, I mean, it's the same thing with Lufkin. When you've got a back that's as special as Kedron Young is, and you have to commit eight, nine people to trying to stop the run on every single play, people are going to beat you over the top. People are So I think that's more so of just like a Lufkin deal um, and just a one-case kind of deal. I w- I'm not willing to say that they're bad, especially going in there and playing them a couple of days. I don't think they're a bad defense. I think they got some pieces there. Uh, I just think when you've got somebody that's special, it, it kind of leaves you to being open and vulnerable at certain spots.
5: Yeah, but my, my concern – my concern for McKinney North is that, like, say, for example, me, me and Sweeney, we were at the Tyler High McKinney North game. At the end of that game, um, they gave up a lot of yards through the air. They they did. They gave up a lot of yards through the air simply because they were playing 75 to seven yards off the ball. They weren't really playing because, like, they would hit – I forgot 24's name for Tyler High, but they would hit him wide open on a stop route, and he would take it for another five. So, um, no, th- th- that that's I- – I just don't think that their secondary is what I thought it was going to be I, at uh, the beginning they, of the year. For me,
2: they, they, were playing, um, they were playing not to lose a little bit in that second half. You know, they jumped out to that 14 nothing lead on Tyler High and kind of just – just kind of the time just ran out. I mean, they they got really lucky, honestly, uh, to get out of there with the win. Because I mean, if that game would have been a little bit longer, I think Tyler High might have had a chance. They got the first drive, uh, they scored, got the onside kick, they scored, fourteen nothing, and and Tyler High hadn't even stepped on the field to play offense yet. So I mean, um, after that. If you take those first fourteen out, then then Tyler High comes out with a win. I think that was what hurt them. There, I think they didn't. They, you know, when he's a coach, you kind of relax and try to protect and, and play back, and that's what a lot of that did. Now the pick six changed everything um, for Tyler High. They kind of most the momentum. By Zacharyan Williams, he they he, played, he
5: caught it with one hand.
2: They played very uh, safe, and it almost cost them.
5: Because they were, like, like, literally it was, and and sometimes it was too safe. I think that's why Coach, uh, Coach uh, Rashawn Woods was like, he was calm. I mean, he's calm all the time, you know, when he's down in games like that. But as we've seen, you know, this year, uh, but, no, nah, they just, you know, it was just like, oh, you know, oh, you're going to play five, seven yards off the ball. Oh, I'm just going to throw a 10-yard stop route.
7: You know, I'm just going through
3: this, Alberta's,
5: you know. The did I miss
2: the Troop in all? What's that? The what? Did I miss, did I miss the Troop and no, all? No, we, we ain't got there yet. That's no, we lap. ain't got there. We ain't okay, got cool. there yet. We ain't got there. I um, I might have missed it. You
7: know, I was having some technical difficulties. I thought I might have missed it. Man, No, nah, you
2: you, know you, you missed the uh, – we talked Jefferson, Atlanta, and of being the first couple out of you. Those I not come on, let me yeah Let's go to game seven, guys. We've – uh. Mount Pleasant keeps on trucking in that district with a 27-22 win over Nacogdoches. Mm. Uh, they've, they've got a big game this week. It was, it's one of our pick games, the White House-Mount Pleasant game. Um, mm. That district now, we kind of originally, at the beginning of the year, we kind of thought, okay, it's Texas High, then it's White House, then maybe it's a combination of Marshall, Nacogdoches, Pine Tree for 4, 5, and six. And and Pleasant just slowly just keeps beating people and just you know moving on up. Now they're looking at they're looking at third and and now they're they're going for second here if they can knock off White House. Um, I wasn't surprised by it honestly. I I picked Mount Pleasant to win this game, um, but and they've played well so far. They've got some some nice wins.
4: I like Mount Pleasant. Uh, I I picked Mount Pleasant to make the playoffs uh, earlier in the year. Um, and that was before they even started district. So I've been on the Mount Pleasant bandwagon. I don't think they're going to beat White House this week, but I don't think they need to to make the playoffs. Um, but I think Mount Pleasant. Look, that that uh, what's the quarterback Mason McMen stud that dude is a dude, yeah, stud he is a
3: dude, man,
6: <laughs> He's a grown
4: man He's a out there. So uh, when you got when you got an athlete like that on your team, you have a chance to win any game. So I'm not going to count them out against White House because we've seen White House struggle a little bit, especially with teams that can put up some points. So I think this would be a good game Friday. But, um, yeah, I'm not surprised that Mount Pleasant beat Nacogdoches. Uh, they don't, you know, McMahon threw for 291 and had two tutties. So they don't light up the scoreboard, Mount Pleasant, but they play really good defense. And uh that'll physical. keep them in games.
7: It are really yeah, physical. Physical, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think what the biggest now? thing – and that's what White House struggles with. White House does not like a physical football game. And the biggest thing is is Josh Green playing or is it the backup Jacob, whatever his name is. Because I think you need Josh Green in a game like this. And he didn't play last week against um, whoever White House played last week. They, didn't, they did not play Josh Green.
2: In Hallsville. Yeah. They didn't need him.
7: Oh, yeah, they didn't need him. But I don't know if that's an injury deal or if that's a – we're going to rest the guy up. So cool. I, I don't know. Well, see,
2: here's uh, here, White House's output so far. They've, they've put up 33, 51, 45, 52, 35, 57, 54. So yeah. it's going to be a battle of offense versus defense to me. I mean, if, if right. Mount Pleasant's defense can hold White House to enough, to low enough total that they can stay in the game, Mount Pleasant has a chance. If if they can't, then and it's a shootout game. I think White House wins it.
5: Right. Well, to be honest, and, and Kyle, I'm a. I'm gonna disagree with you on this one. I think I think Mount Pleasant has to win this game. They're, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to win this game. I think that they need to win this game. Just who's who's number one? Texas side. is number one. Texas side. I think that they need. I think that they need to go ahead and just win this game, so they can literally say, "We're gonna put fear in the number one seed." Like literally. So they've already lost to the number one. They seed lost though. to about 29. Oh, okay. 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 So, so,
3: well, just, just,
5: just period. Just period. I think they need to solidify that. Okay. We've beaten White House. We got the second seed. Now we're here. So now y'all know who we are. Um, it was an impressive win that they had over Nacogdoches. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, you know, their offense just played well. Uh, they did a good job blocking, uh, which is one of the things that I um, I had said uh, to one of my you know cousins you know uh, who uh, who's from that area. Um, I, I said that Mount Pleasant needed to block up front, you know, to to win games. Uh, their defense has been really phenomenal, especially the way they played against Marshall. Um, so I, I think that the this this week is going to be a shootout. I had this game, you know, when we first talked about it. I had this game uh, probably maybe a forty-eight to forty-five ball game. Uh, now I don't know if it'll be that high, but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. And I, I think right, I'm gonna okay keep it up.
7: Pleasant can't score that many points in a game they're not going to score into the 40s. So if they get into that high, they, they can't keep up with them. You think- I'm going to keep it a buck with that They can get a third seed. They need to feel happy about their season and go home, get ready to play basketball because they don't have what it takes to make a deep playoff run. Uh, they don't have what it takes to compete with a team like Texas High. Uh, you know. And, and they'll have, they'll, they have a statement to prove in this week, but I think White House is going to do it to them. I, I really do. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close. They've been playing some close games with Knack and stuff like that. Like they, and I like Mason McMahon. I like I said, he's a dude. He is a dude. But this ain't a team that's going can go two or three or four deep round in the playoffs. This this team should be happy with a winning record, making the playoffs and beating the teams that they play because this is a, it ain't looking great for Mount Pleasant Pass District. It ain't looking great for them. I mean, Mount, I don't think they're gonna be wild. Isn't, Mount Pleasant
2: isn't that like the Melissa District that these guys match up against? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. No, I
5: I, I mean, they'll be they got swept out of the playoffs first. last
2: year. This district lost right. every game last year. I remember we it was like 5A coverage up Longview's the only one left because everyone else lost out. So, when our we talked about the 5A, it was very short for playoffs. Um, just looking at the way this stands right now, you got Texas High and White House at three and and you got Mount Pleasant right there at two and one, Marshall at two and two. Longview at one and two, Nack at one and three, and all the other one. Pine
7: country. Tree. Pine Tree. Make sure there's a difference Long between
2: Longview Long- <laughs> yes. Long- Long- Pine Tree. There we go. Get it out there,
7: baby. Hey, don't do that. Hey. Don't do it. It's two different schools, man. And, and I also schools. heard
2: that they may be dropping, and we'll have a realignment show. But Longview Pine Tree might be uh, dropping down a classification.
5: They they need what? to. You know what they need to do? They need to replace Jacksonville. And District Nine. That's what they need to do. They need. To, they need to drop. That's about their level of competition. <laughs> You're right.
7: That's
3: about they, the level. They, they, need to, they need to drop. They, they need, need to go.
5: To. Yeah, they, they beat Lindale. So, and hey, I was I was kind of talking about that early in the year. I was like, listen, pottery can't do it in five A, so they might as well just drop down to four A, go against Chapel go against Kilgore, get get that out the way. You know, can do, do it
3: do no, do that. Eddie.
2: There's third. There's, there's, there's Eddie. That's, that that's the yeah. Four
6: is he more dangerous? Mm.
7: Yeah, Country mm. has been a big disappointment. I don't know if we're talking about them tonight, but they've been a big. I mean, they I, they. I thought they were third. They, they've they've let mean, they, that's,
6: that's they let me down this year. That's that's Corey's team. That's Corey's team. It let me down this year. They had a lot of promise. they had a lot of promise. They let me down. I don't. And I, I don't hate know you if, like Pine trees, man. I hate that for you. I don't know if there's. I true just or or not I like They, they, they were competing. They were competing this year. I was giving them some knock because they, they ain't won nothing in decades, and I was like, they competing. Man, they so I was
7: like getting that. beat by six. Yeah, I was getting by six. All right, man. <laughs> man. I, I, it's a long
6: good thing. I got to get on there. I got to talk about Pine yeah, Tree every hey, chance this, I get. Hey, <laughs>
7: there's no
6: problem. I got to play John Tyler coming up, so we're I remember
7: that. Oh. Uh,
6: hey, what? did we
7: say? Hold on! What
2: was that? Uh, <laughs> I just want to put my ears in the camera, and make sure I'm Right? You're getting, you're getting a little bold, there, Corey.
6: Hey, i was Hey,
2: bold is my middle name. <laughs> uh, let's go! Let's go, Game Eight. Uh, West Rusk, forty-one Grand Saline. Uh No surprise that West Rusk took care of uh, Grand Saline there, and they're in a collision course for a big game. It's one of our pickups this week between Russ Rusk, and Troop. Um, guys, this district is, uh, shaping out to be a very interesting, um, anybody, anybody surprised by the score difference? I really wasn't. No,
4: I mean, West Rusk is a really good team. Grand Saline's just not there yet. Um, West Rusk and troop this week will be an interesting one. It's also the, uh, red zone game of the week this week, but, uh, that'll be a good game this week, but I'm not, I'm not surprised with the score. West Rusk is a good team. And my only concern last week for West Rusk is that they would overlook Grand Saline. Looking ahead to this Troop game, they obviously did not. So uh, kudos
5: to the Raiders. Um, I think that for one, I'm not I'm not shocked about it. I, I didn't even think. I thought really, I thought West Rusk was going to score fifty. Uh, I mean, hey. like that's just how that's just how good they are. The um, district I'm just saying, I thought they were going to score 50 because they can't hang with them. They can't hang with them. And hey, he, with you,
4: here's the thing, Christian. Even last year when they had Andamata, Tate Winings, and Jimmy Harper and all those, they only put up 38. And they nearly lost that game. A little more time, Grant Lee would have won that game. They came back on them. So, 50 uh, is a little little much. I don't think West is going to put up 50.
5: But they almost well, did. I'm just saying, the way that the game was going, I was like, mm, okay. They might go 50. I was thinking about that in my head. I was like, yeah, they might go 50, but uh I'm not I'm not I'm not shocked. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised uh if they won by 10 points um when they play troop. I wouldn't I
7: wouldn't be shocked. I did not think West Russ would be this good this year. Wow. I thought they lost a lot. I thought they lost a lot in Andamada. I thought they lost a lot in Jimmy Harper. I thought they lost a lot in Jeremiah Smith. I thought, uh, I, I thought their entire production of offense left and I didn't have a clue who was going to be the next guy for them. Next man up. And so, yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and really it's the next, like they're running the hell out of the football right now too. That's the, you know, one of the biggest things about it. Um, their back Murphy is incredible. And, uh, Cole Jackson, the other guy has been playing really good football for them as well, running the football. And so, um, you know, this whole this whole season has been a surprise to me. I didn't think they would be as good as they were. I still had them win in district, but I didn't think – like I said, I was, I've been surprised with their offensive output. I think their offensive output has been very impressive to me this year, just based off of what they've lost and, and not really knowing what they had coming from. I mean, they've only That's lost
2: – yep. oh, go ahead, Kyle.
4: Uh, I was going to say that was a good point, Spence, because last year they threw the ball a lot with Mata because they could. They had – like right. you said, they had Jeremiah Smith out there, Jimmy Harper, they could throw the ball to. You don't have those guys anymore. So it, it, you get right. kudos to Coach Rafi Mata for, for realizing that and changing the game plan, changing the scheme. Okay, we don't have the yeah. talent to throw the ball like we did last year. Let's go ahead and run the right. ball down the throat, shorten the game. It's that's that's a good call by Coach Mata.
2: And they've only no, they've sure. only lost to Malakoff and Tatum, which those I mean, those aren't Malakoff's pretty losses. good. Yeah, yeah, those aren't bad losses. And even you know Tatum's. We think's a little down, but it's still Tatum, and they're a class above. So they're, you know, it's, it, it's a bigger school. I know some people kind of debate that on whether it matters, but it's still Tatum. They got a ton of athletes out there, and so I don't think that's a bad loss. I do think they had a few injuries, um, from what I understand, in that one that they didn't they didn't have that game. Um, but district they, they have. We know Arps an improved team that just barely lost a troop. We'll talk about that one here in a minute, um, and they beat ARP by 30 and then they, they winona's having a pretty good season they ran over them 55 to 7 and then this one of grand sling 41 19 um i mean a preseason i i was kind of with you spence i i kind of think thought west rusk would take a step back i even thought troop might be able to take a step up and and win this district preseason. but now we get to this game and i think west rusk is going to take this game i i don't i don't see any reason why they don't if they continue to play the way they have
4: Hey, I got a, a quick stat for you. If you haven't made your picks yet, quick stat. West Rusk has beaten Troop seven straight games that they've played. The last time Troop got a win over West Rusk was in 2013.
6: Just wow. a stat. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, so and you're going to make it eight? What, what are you trying to say? Kyle. Trying to
5: make it Kyle, eight.
6: Kyle, question.
5: Do you think West Rusk can come out of that region?
2: Out of out the of region? region? Oh no. Reach yeah, you know. no! No, 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 no! I don't figure. think they're
4: that good. I mean, I mean so I, let me preface that. I don't, I think they're a good team. I don't think they're good enough to make it to the state semifinals. No.
5: So I, I have a I have a friend who uh, I have actually two friends who play for Troop who said that yes, we hope we beat them. You know, but. He said that they may – that West Rusk has a good enough team to come out of that region. And I told him no because the problem is I don't think that defensively they can handle talent down – like all those teams that they're they're playing, like if – should they – I don't think they're going to make it out of the region to get that far. So I I don't – right now I'm not buying it.
4: Well, in that region, you got Newton, who's undefeated. They're dang good. Dangerfield, don't overlook Harmony. Don't overlook Eddie's Hooks team. Like, there's – that region's tough. Troop in there, like that – no, I don't think West Rest gets Hooks out of that gonna region.
7: Recently. Hooks is going to be somebody. probably that we don't think they're going to beat. Hooks is going to be somebody we don't think they're going to beat.
6: Probably the Christian, biggest you tell you, that's not really a
7: bold statement, but I, I'm telling you, Hooks has got something for somebody.
6: Hooks yeah, has got a really good football team. Christian, you might want to tell your friends, we don't, we don't do no hoping. Either do or you don't. You yeah. yeah. either, either going to beat them or hey, you don't. Hey, Obviously, listen, they're not confident. A, Obviously, they're not confident. We don't hope to. Either you're going to win or you're not. Are you confident? Hey, hey
3: listen, on. he's a
6: he's a fishy. He's a fishy. He's
5: a freshman. So, I mean, he, he, he got a lot.
4: He don't need to be talking
5: then. He, yeah, yeah he'll he need to be on the field. He don't need to
6: be on the field because obviously he's not he's not ready to play. He's not ready to play if they hope they're yeah.
2: he understands. Um yeah. the next one's uh one of our big games. We had this game on NetS as uh Kyle's gonna show you who won this game as Van. Oh
5: man
2: hands at the center. Yeah. Oh
5: no 56 I, to 36.
2: Man, that's wow. a big statement for for a Lindell Eagle graduate Good. to wear van gear on air. Yeah, yeah, shirt and head Ooh, y'all, y'all, we
6: trapping out the van though.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, lucky I didn't but, break wait. out the polo they gave me too. I, I got a little Here's polo. I
5: can
4: walk into Van High School with the polo now. Where where
5: is where is Vince? Because I need I need to tell him something straight to his face while we're on air right now. If you know this I'm just bit- gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I better not ever hear after that what I saw Friday. I better not ever hear that center can beat Carthage. I better not ever hear. I, I don't. I don't want to hear it. I'm not listening to it. The only team right now that can literally oh there he is there he is. So I'm telling you right now, the only team that can beat Carthage as of right now is a bigger threat to Carthage in four A Division two is. Glenn Rose, or PG. That that that's it. That literally that's it. And, and I, I literally I wrote that down. PG may be cartridge this year. Literally, if they meet. Van yeah.
4: the Rome. Yeah. Listen, this, this I
6: would be real cautious about speaking with my chest. I did that last week.
7: Um. Yeah, I, I spoke with my chest last week about who was going to be who and who can't be who, and I laughed at some people. You know, I'm not gonna laugh at nobody else. I ain't gonna speak with my chest about who can't be who. Be honest with you. You said when you, you said they can't center, make up forty I, I points, Spence. You said
4: they can't
7: make up. 40 I know, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I spoke with my chest last week. They made up sixty points because they beat them by twenty. My chest is small at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, uh, I'm here to eat my crow, man. I mean, damn. I, I, <laughs> I had no
3: I idea. I, I didn't
7: think that were, but you know, honestly, Van came out with a. Real similar game plan to what oh, oh, did.
3: Yes.
7: He had a, a very mm-hmm. explosive team out of center. And let's take the air out of the football. Uh, I just didn't see Van
2: running for five.
4: Five-sixty. That was my stat Ain't I was going to tell y'all Ain't,
2: about. I thought the quarterback it was, got hurt. I The quarterback got hurt, right? My on part. the second drive of the game, so they had to put – is that, is, that, is that Jackson's little
7: brother? No, J-
4: it was Jackson that got hurt.
7: His little brother. No, I'm saying it's Jackson. I'm talking about uh Jackson Rainey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that his little I brother? think so. I think, okay, I think right. Rainey yeah, is. Because I'm, I'm telling you, bro, like, oh, dude, but yeah,
4: they five sixty though. With a with with when everybody in the stadium knew you had to run the football because you can't throw. You got a you got a backup in. Everybody and their mama knew you were running, and you still ran exactly. for five sixty. That mm. is yeah because man, I mean insane. all they
5: I mean all Van does is run RPO but I mean it barely works three cats over one
6: fifty bro they I, they and call them Vando from now on tramping <laughs> the Vando That's I'm not call. I'm
5: not calling them that <laughs>
6: I'm calling them <laughs> I'm Vando from now on.
5: Like,
3: hey, look, hey, hey, it's, it's, it's all, you gotta,
5: you gotta give, you gotta give
4: a shout out to that Van defense, though. This, this, we talked about the offense, but this defense answer. held Center van is, seven points, seven points in the yeah. second half. That's it,
6: seven <laughs> points. Van.
2: Yeah, van. Center was yeah. up. Center was I, up. I,
6: I was, I didn't say much about this game last week because I didn't really. I don't say I really – I picked Center. I really did, but it was kind of like you know whoever wins this game is probably going to give Carthage everything they want because th- these are two really good football teams. I knew center couldn't play defense, and I knew Van could. I'm like, man, could, could Van really come out here and, and put up points against center? I don't I don't think Van can score that much.
2: Yeah, we were wrong. Yeah, I, I, with no
6: quarterback.
7: <laughs> Dumbo finger waving. And I, yeah. I just want to know, what makes – Carthage so special this year.
6: I don't know. Because Van coming. I, just don't, v- Vando was I coming.
7: Just
5: don't think I don't think that none of these teams that we're talking about right now, center or van, I do not think that they can beat Carthage. The only teams that I said that could be Carthage was Pleasant Grove.
7: I'm, I'm asking you, what makes you think what makes them so special this year?
5: Well, this year, I'm gonna be honest with you. I had them – I had them repeating again. The problem was when I started looking at PG, I was like, oh, well, maybe maybe they could get upset this year. I – the only thing that's really special is that they have a good running game. They, they have a good running game. The problem that I'm concerned about is – when I saw them almost lose to Kilgore, it was just like they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get stuff right before they get into the playoffs. Because I'm telling you, right now I have. Carthage.
2: Well, you saw what have, PG did to Gilmer's pow- powered offense.
5: Yeah, and right now I got I got Carthage getting upset in the third or fourth round. I, I got them getting, getting upset
6: deep. in two weeks. That's what I
4: was about to say. I'm, I'm picking. <laughs> they Vans got to play the
6: Van. Van's got We're two old. weeks to
4: prepare for him, and Jackson Moffitt will be right, healthy going into that in the Carthage game. Is it a home if, game for Van? Is it a home game? No, it's in Carthage. Oh, okay. I think.
3: Okay,
4: I, okay. I, I, I don't I don't. remember where it's at. You got to travel. Honest.
5: You got to travel all the way to Carthage. No.
4: Um. No, yeah, it's in Carthage. But, listen, they got two weeks to prepare for it. Van would have beat center by more had Jackson Moffitt been playing. If they could have thrown the ball, they would have beat center. Center, we would all agree that center's running back, Caden Dixon's a stud, right? Really good running back. Absolutely. 21 yards the entire game for Caden Dixon. Mm -hmm. And the big runs by Monty Cross, the reason they don't even have the stats listed, but he had two uh, 60-plus-yard runs. But those were two big plays. Center never drove the ball down the field on Van. It was always big plays that hurt the Vandals. And then I'm surprised. S- Center got smart, went for two on one of them just to get the lead because they knew it was going to be a back and forth. But second half, the the Van defense was flying around, not letting Center get anything to hold to hold Center's offense to seven points in one half. The only other team that I think has done that this year would be Dangerfield when. Um, Center beat them 28-21, and I don't even know right. if that's happened in that game. But just an all-out impressive game. Shout-out to the big hog mollies, the big uglies up front for the Van Vandals.
7: They were opening up Van. massive Van holes. Teams. The best O-line this year. Lindell has had that title the last couple of years, but with Ace Bostic at right guard and Jose Suarez, the big right tackle, yeah. those two are massive human beings. That's Warren we saw Right. Six. They one. are rolling people. What is he? I'm talking about people are being thrown, <laughs> like shot putting defensive linemen. This is crazy. Those are some big uglies. How big? There, Warriors I got, I got, is like, what? Was six six? Nah, I ain't that so, he about six three,
5: about two ninety
7: five. He, he looks
2: huge.
5: six six on camera. He, he looks he
2: pretty big. Van, Van was impressive. I mean, yeah, I got to see play, I got to see him play when they came to Chapel Hill. I was at week. Two, And they were impressive for a time But that, that just shows the difference in, in games You know, we talked about that Center, we, we compared them to Chapel Hill In the high-powered offense And they weren't able to shut down Chapel Hill in that game As Chapel Hill scored 50 Made some adjustments Now we're, what, week 8? And yeah. now they're able to to do that Do what they needed to do Against Chapel Hill, against center So, you know, looks like They may be, be catching into form right now
5: I have a question. Do y'all think wait, how's Gilmer doing right now? How's Gilmer doing?
7: Uh I mean,
5: they won four they won and
3: three
7: against LE. They're four and three. They're four
5: they
2: LA last week. Yeah. They've okay. Lost. Are they I mean, in, President in Grove, Chapel Hill and uh, Kilgore?
5: Are they in the spot to make the playoffs right now? Yeah, I think they're second.
2: They'll be guess. two. they'll, 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 okay. they'll probably I'll, easily get second.
5: I, I want to see Van and Gilmer play again.
2: I want to see those two. See, so I'll, I'll, Gil, Gilmer's going to get the third seats. So they may get center, looks like right now. So a Gilmer that center,
3: a man. Woo,
2: first round. Ooh, man. They're, they're going to need
4: to change the lights for the scoreboard wherever they play at. You know what, yeah. you know what
2: though? Because I think that game will probably be on Net-SN, guys. Because uh, it you know, might be a Rose center, Stadium, our Center guys will be on the call wherever that game is. So, ooh, that would be a interesting one. I think it should be a Rose.
4: They don't need and to play I a mean, Rose. That, that's too like, big of a stadium. Center don't travel at home. Like that.
7: Do you, center, center at listen. home against Carthage. Do they have a chance? They have a chance at home. Mm-hmm. They, have chance? they have a chance.
4: Yeah, no, yeah, they're gonna have a
3: chance. I, I think Carthage.
4: <laughs> I think Carthage wins the center game probably by – I'd say probably about the same margin that Van won, probably 20, 20, 25 points. 20, That's great.
7: That's right
2: All right. Game 10, guys, uh, the seven-mile rivalry. Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the district uh, with Wes Rusk is troop squeaks by ARP, 35-28. That was my upset special of the week. I felt good about it, you know, midway through the second half. I was like, man, this, this could turn for me. Um, you know, I got to see Art play, uh, they've been really solid under coach Mickey this year too, um, in the rivalry game troop. I think Trey Davis had three touchdowns over 200 yards receiving still were able to stay with them. Um, anybody else? I mean, I wasn't surprised. I thought I, from what I'd seen from art and how they're progressively getting better each week, I thought they could play with them at home in a rivalry game. Um, cause we kind of talked about troop hadn't played a very tough schedule ARP has played a little bit tougher schedule and, and was getting progressively better. Um, what do you guys think about this game?
5: Um, troops, I'd say this, but troops in trouble. Because I said this, I said this this morning when they, you know, I, I said this when they literally, when I mean, when I literally tell you that their defense cannot close a game cannot close a game and it's it's concerning me because I had them I had them getting to the third round I I have them I I still have them getting to the third round right now but they cannot even against a team you you could put an 0 and 6 team up against them 0 and 7 whatever whatever record you want to have you can put that type of caliber team up against their defense and they cannot close they barely scoop by and you can't trust them. They're in trouble. Uh, the fact that they almost got beat by ARP. Now, obviously, that's a rivalry game. We know that. ARP ain't no slouch. Troops not no slouch. But their defense is a problem. So, in my opinion, they're in trouble. Um, Arp, ARP was giving it to him the entire night. And... We gonna see we we're, we're going to see what happens. I I, I don't right now I don't, I don't trust troop.
4: Uh well, here's the thing. It's a rivalry game like you said. Troop at ARP, it was going to be close. I didn't expect Troop to blow out ARP. Um I did I, I didn't think it would be that close really where it came down to a freshman running back for Troop who scored the game-winning touchdown with like 5 minutes left. I didn't see that happening but again rivalry game it, I'm not surprised by that um, I think that troop will we'll see we'll see what troops made of this week when they play they're probably the best team that they've played this season in uh, West rus coming up so we'll see what the troop Tigers are made of and it'll be 7-0 and is nothing to scoff at you play who's on your schedule so um, I think we'll see what troops made of this week and ARP I think ARP still Third best team in that district, so I think they're both teams are well in the playoffs. I think.
5: I just think they're still in trouble. Uh, I just, I, I just don't see in a scenario where they beat West rus this week.
7: I don't know, man. Stars make plays, and I think that was the biggest thing. Uh, and what what I appreciated the most out of watching Troop this past week is they did not fail to get their best guy of the ball. And when you look at Trey uh, touching the ball like 17, 18 times between catches and rushing, I mean, that's 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 what it takes. I mean, that's – that's and when you don't have that many weapons, you know, Troop does – you know, they don't – it's not like they're lining up with four wide and, and all four of them can hurt you, you know what I mean? So it's really – I was just happy to see them get their guy the ball and – I'm really anxious to see how good Trey Davis really is because if Trey is really, you know, he's D1, he's got D1 offers, uh, you know, if he is who he say he is, uh, then I think he'll have a big performance against West Russ this week. I don't know. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I, that's, I'm more interested in that player and Grayson Huron and how they play versus how I necessarily am about, you know, how the whole team does, to be honest with you, because I really didn't expect Troop to – I expected him to be second. I got my – My preseason predictions are now, and I had West Russ one, and I had Troop second, ARP third, and then I didn't know who to put for the fourth spot. (laughs) I had Edgewood, which, I mean, I I didn't know. Sounds like we're pretty close.
6: Well,
4: that district still don't know who they want for the fourth spot. It's still up for great. They don't even (laughs) know.
2: Yeah, it's it's a big mess down there in that four. You don't want to be down there in those having to to what-if scenarios if you're those teams. So, um, we kind of talked about it. Which, I mean,
7: who does this district partner with? Who do they have in the 10, first round? 10-3A
4: uh, Division two. So, it's that it's what? that Hooks
3: district. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, it, it won't matter no. You thing. just don't want to be fourth anyway. Whoever's going to be. Yeah. Start basketball season a week early and just uh... – Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even show up. No, nah, I'm just nah,
7: you don't show
5: up. No,
2: nah, I'm just kidding. But you don't want that. Yeah, do it's But it's going to be over. Yeah. All right, let's look don't at some – Let's look at our polls here, guys. We got uh let's start with our six A five A polls. Um start from five, go up to one. We got Tyler High at five, uh Mount Pleasant at four, White House three, Texas High two, and Longview Stays one. Um how's that look for you guys?
4: I had it the exact same other than I had Tyler High and Mount Pleasant flipped. That's that's all I had Tyler High at four, Mount Pleasant at five, but I mean I had all those teams in there.
5: I, I had I had yeah I had Tyler High four, um, I, yeah I think Mount Pleasant stays at that top uh, at that five spot.
2: Yeah, I had I had Mount Pleasant at four. I had Lufkin at my five right now because I think that Luf- I feel like Lufkin is better than Tyler High, in my opinion. I picked them this week in this game to beat Tyler High. So if I'm going to pick them, then I I voted my poll higher. That'll work itself out. Who wins that game will probably slide up, and then also the White House Mount Pleasant will work itself out also this week. So we'll see. Those two are right next to each other. We'll see where they are in the poll. I mean, it kind of is it's unanimous with our top, you know, top two Texas High, and Longview, and White House. Those top three teams have been pretty much there the whole time, um, so not much not much change there. Uh, it's good to see Mount Pleasant moving up in the in the rankings though, as they've they've earned it as they've played a uh, put a pretty good season so far all right right. Four a i feel like there's going to be some shift in this Four a poll this week this this one was tough this, just just uh and i really haven't looked at these yet i'm just going to read them as i as i have them here all right so we're going to start with the bottom and go up brownsboro at 10 uh lindale at nine yep. gilmer at eight sulfur springs at seven center at six van five Chapel Hill four, Kilgore three, Pleasant Grove two, Carthage one. What do you guys think? So I'm
5: gonna throw I'm gonna throw a little curveball ball at y'all. Um I know Carthage hasn't been beaten hasn't been beaten this year. Um I'm gonna flip Carthage and PG. I'm gonna flip them. I'm going ahead and do it because I think PG has a better chance to beat Carthage if they meet them, which I think they will. Um, I, uh, PG, PG's one right now, right as of right now.
4: So I this one was tough for me because I I was trying to I want to reward Lindell for winning, so I moved him. I had him at nine last week. I moved him up to seven. But I couldn't put them over center. I couldn't put them over van because they lost to van. I didn't, I can't hurt Chapel Hill too much because I kept Chapel Hill in front of van because Chapel Hill beat van. So, like, my, I put Kilgore, I had Carthage one, Pleasant Grove two, Kilgore at three, Chapel Hill at four, van at five, center at six, Lindell at seven, and then Sulphur Springs, Gilmer, and Brownsboro. But it, it that I agree. that three from three to seven, it's it was tough because it was like, well, this team beat this team, but this team beat that team. It was just weird yeah. to do, but it, it was kind of complicated. But I, I mean, I like the I like I can't argue with the rankings. I think they're, I think they're pretty much it's basically we were, what I had. I think Lindell pre- should be higher than nine, in my opinion. we were pretty close, Kyle.
7: We we're pretty close. What is Sophie Springs doing to earn to be above, above Lindell? Who has Sulfur Springs beat this year? I know they I know they got a good record. I know they only got like one loss, uh, but really who have they played to where you can consider Sulfur Springs more impressive after beating the number one team in Texas? Uh,
4: That that was my point. I have a behind Lindell. Like that's I I didn't I I I like Sulfur Springs because of their because of the record, but you're right. They haven't they haven't beat anybody that's I mean that's really just world beaters. I think it's to me
2: the the losses is what got is what made me rank Lindell down I think because if you lose 4 games I don't care who you, you you if you're like what if you're a team if we take college poll for instance your team that you know you're not even in the poll and you beat somebody that's top are you immediately going to move all the way up ahead of someone that is this like a one
6: power player. ranking
7: or is this a like uh, a, just, we'll just see, in general?
2: Just a general in general because just just okay, well, you've lost stuff. that many games. I mean, yes, you're gonna move but, up to me, but you've got to – go ahead, Kyle. Three
4: of their four three of their four losses are the teams that we have in the top ten, with exactly. with it being Gilmer, Kilgore, and uh Van. So yes, they have four losses, you're right, but three of those are to top 10 teams. so Right. I, and, and I put them and, – and I mean, you could honestly say a similar thing about Gilmer with Gilmer losing to Kilgore. Gilmer lost to Chapel Hill. Like, they've lost to good teams as well. Um, and then they beat Lindell. So – but yeah. I still had Lindell above Gilmer because right now, I think Lindell's playing better football than Gilmer is. And I think if those two teams oh. met again, it might be a little different story. But
5: um, – Right. Right now, and I, and you know, it's been some to be honest. I think Sulphur Springs they haven't they really because somebody somebody because I I, I talked to a lot of people who know about Texas high school football, and a lot of people have just from that area. A lot of people have Sulphur Springs a threat this year, and I I don't I don't even see them. Um. They may make it to the third round, but to say that right as of right now that they're better than Lindell based off the performance that Lindell had Friday. It hey, he is funny. He is. <laughs> um, based off – but based off the performance that Lindell had Friday, I don't see how Soper Springs is – I, I just – I don't think so. Because
7: they – it's a boring district, and I hate to say that, but when you look at these teams, there's nobody that excites you. I mean, Anna, Kaufman, Community, Paris, Maybank, there's nobody in that district that you're just like, oh, I'm going to go watch them play. So, I mean, it makes sense, you know. I mean, Anna's directly. impressive.
5: Anna's impressive.
7: I, yeah, Anna's I love yeah, Anna. good. They're going to win the district, but it's like nobody else. Name-wise, name Anna, no, it's not impressive. I mean. Because you know I'm saying like nobody really just
5: like Anna, out to go. Past Anna that. is probably the team that I could look at and be like okay, they could probably get to the fourth round in the semifinal. So um, if they so, if they can get past the Spring, so I was pretty
2: I was pretty close to and Kyle. I had, I had Carthage, Pleasant Grove, Kilgore, Chapel Hill, Van as my top five. Um, I had Sulphur Springs at six, and that was my reasoning because they had only lost one game. Um, the teams like Gilmer is I had them at seven. Because Gilmer beat Lindell. Um, they haven't they uh, they lost to some of the similar teams. Now, of course, they didn't beat Chapel Hill, but you could compare those games all day long. Um, I had center at eight, I had Lindell and at ten. The reason I didn't have Lindell any higher is because I had them completely out. Now I did bring them back into the rankings because they after they won. So but after they lost to Kilgore so bad, I had bumped them down. So then, you know, I can't just immediately jump them back up because we can't forget about how bad they lost to Kilgore. And you still have to count that. So, um, you know, that's, I think the bottom, like you said, is those other ones, you could, you could shift those around all day long. And there'll still be some shifting as, you know, we still have uh, Carthage still has to play van and center. So we'll see what they look like. And I, I honestly could see myself uh, moving Pleasant Grove to one. If Carthage struggles with a team like van or center and Pleasant Grove continues to take care of business, um, I could, I would, I would bump Pleasant Grove up. I mean, I, I don't have any problem doing that. But as of right now, I haven't seen Carthage except for teams that were – What do
6: your eyes
2: do
7: your eyes tell you Pleasant Grove is better than Carthage?
2: Well, I haven't watched uh, as much uh, as much Pleasant Grove as I have Carthage as, as, as I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah,
6: you,
7: Carthage. You,
2: you, Carthage. You, have, you
6: don't have to watch enough. They're better than Carthage.
2: Well, and but Corey <laughs> – Defensively, I think, I think they're
5: better than Carthage. Now, I will, You don't have you to watch any tell you Corey, better Corey,
2: than Carthage. Corey, Corey, Corey you, you – you, you quote me on this that when, when we started this very beginning of the season, who did I say was going to probably beat Carthage this year? They had a chance to get them this year. What who did I say? I I I'm, I'm
6: assuming
2: you, yeah, you're going to play. yeah. I, and you guys gave me a hard time about it. Y'all, like, I don't know, you know. I remember this because I was the only one that was like, that thought Pleasant Grove had a chance. I said, Well, if they're going to get them this year, it was a year what? no, that was preseason. What's-
5: Spence doesn't does PG have two division 1 running backs?
7: Yeah, Kate McFadden and Jalen Boyle.
5: Yeah, and, and and to be honest with you, I, I know I said that Carthage had the better bunch of running backs, but after um, I, I, Eddie I, is I don't is. Think, <laughs> I, I don't think that I, I think that this is the year that Carthage gets beat by PG. And if they don't get beat by PG, they're gonna get beat by Glenn Rose. Because I just I don't after what I saw from that Kilgore game at the beginning of the year, I was just like, they're gonna get beat this year. And right now, um I love Jet Surratt, but right now I I don't I'm I'm not in love with his of how he right now. I'm not I'm I'm not in love with how he plays quarterback right now. He he has another year I would say this. They're probably going to get upset by PG or Glenn Rose. They'll probably go into the off season. They'll get them better. And I think Carthage will be back on top next year. But right now for this year, PG, this is, this is the I'm year for them. Say say
3: them. So much Jet.
7: I think Jed's fine. I think Jed is as productive. As, I mean, he's got the most yards in East Texas right now. I mean, he's throwing for the most yards in East Texas through eight games. It ain't necessarily Jet that's the problem. I think, like I said, I think it's the talent that surrounds you. I don't think they're as good as they are at wide receiver, and I think that's going to come back to bite them at the end of the day. Because so, I'm to, like, how, how do
5: you how do you replace Noah, Patty, and Montreal Haddon? You know those those guys like that. Um, I mean, you 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 can't. I mean, you can, because I mean it's Carthage. I mean, we. I, I listen. I thought Carthage. I thought they were done after that 2020 season. And uh, because you remember they got beat by China Spring the year after that, after they won the year after they won the state championship. I thought they were done. And then we saw what happened last year. They pretty much just went through everybody, and the only close game they had was Glen Rose. Um, I mean, they literally killed almost everybody. (laughs) So, I mean –
4: two two things here to me and this is just how i do my poll carthage is the top spot they've won 24 straight games they were defending state champs they haven't lost in 24 games i'm not moving them out of my top spot that's just pleasant grove may be the better team i'm not denying that but until somebody beats the king i'm not taking them down that's just me but to jake's question uh if Cha- if Chapel Hill loses to Kilgore, will Chapel Hill stay in the top five? Not a chance. There's no chance uh-huh. they stay in the top five with two losses. I don't care who the losses are to, no way you're staying in the top five with two losses with the rest of those teams that are in there. Because they're already at what four? So you lose to the number three team. I still got to drop you.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, here but look at this, look at it this way. So, you know, Van, they got to play Carthage. So they, they have a chance at, at losing another game. You've got uh, Sulfur Springs. We we they we don't know if they're how good they are. You've got Center down there, um, and I mean I don't know how far they drop because there's not anybody to move to me to move up. I mean maybe they drop out of the top five for a week, but I mean I mean of course that's the last game of the season too.
6: Man better better
7: thing. better
3: shoot
2: Center. Do you move up I don't know. You, you can't move up because by then, Vans played Carthage, so they may have, most likely we think Carthage is probably going to win, or I do. So I think Vans going to probably – now they have two losses. So if it's two loss and two loss, Chapel will beat them. I mean, that's going to be – it's tough. It's tough to put that because it just depends on how everybody else does. But I don't think they fall very far just because there's not really – I don't – I mean, you're not putting a team of like Lindell, even though they beat them, at loses four games – with a two loss team to me, even, were if, two. even if even
4: if Lindell wins out, if Lindell wins no, out,
2: they're still they'd still wouldn't in my poll, they're not going to drop. You got four losses versus two. Um, I understand, and- but I, but I mean, the if, but they if, also won head up. I mean,
5: if, if they if they win that, Sweeney, if they win that, if Lindell wins that district, do you think that they'll be
4: Lindell's not the top? winning the district?
5: I don't think they'll win the district either because I think they'll lose Faustine. The
4: no, and, I don't think that. Opinion. But I think by the tiebreaker, even if Chapel Hill beats Kilgore, the point yeah. differential will not Cha- Kilgore Kilgore blew out Chapel Hill or excuse me. Kilgore beat Lindell by too much to for for Lindell to try and advance in the num- they're they're behind in the numbers game. There's just nothing they can do. They're they're set in it's stone. Right. Their negative three is set. They can't change
2: it. Yeah. yeah. Well so right now we're probably me.
5: looking at Lindell being a two.
2: Yes, Maybe. the AP top 10, obviously, because yeah, sure. we're statewide. I mean, yeah, it's like, statewide. A little different than ours. It's just not, you know, and we'll see. I mean, who knows who has won and lost by the time we get to that point. So it's kind of a tough.
7: So we got yeah. girl in on top 10. They're safe. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they definitely ain't dropping out of the top
2: 10. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh. yeah. All right. Let's go check out this, uh, let's last this uh, small school 3A2A tabs poll this week. Uh, this is always the toughest one for me to rank because there's just so many teams. Um, number 10 is Um Number 9, Grace Community. Uh, tied at 7th is Garrison and Troop. Um, at 6th is Hooks. Uh, tied for 4th is Dangerfield-Beckville. Uh, 3, Winsboro. 2, Malakoff. 1, Timpson. That's pretty much been the consistent top three for a while. Um, what do you guys think about this?
4: I'm gonna be honest with you on this one, didn't even change a single thing in my poll from last week. All the teams won. I mean, I there wasn't anything I there wasn't anything I was gonna do with my poll, so I didn't change it at all. So I have the exact same teams that were in it from last week. So, but I I like seeing a couple different teams on there that uh that we have Love Lady, yes, they're seven and oh, haven't played the uh toughest of schedules, but they are undefeated. Um, and then Grace community being 7-0 and 0 as well. That's impressive for them. So I like to see those teams making it in, in the top 10. We always talk about this with this 3A, 2A taps poll. The toughest one to do because there are so many teams that are even that you could put in the top 10. The top, I would say the probably the top three we we can all agree on. Timson Malakoff, Winsboro, three yeah. best teams right there. But then after that, it's kind of a crapshoot for the rest of it.
2: Yeah. So um Three of us had Dangerfield as the fourth best team. Um Brandon has troops still up there. I dropped troop a little bit in mine just because they just haven't been impressive in the, some of their district wins. Um see, I had I actually had Wes Rusk up in my poll. I, I have them at, at number nine. Um they're two lost. That's yeah, that's,
3: it, it's mean, that's,
2: that's what's getting it. Yeah,
3: Troop said. West Rusk
2: can play. I mean, West Rusk lost to Malakoff and to Tatum, which is, I mean, those are total tough. Man. Those are. I tough had games.
4: Jefferson in there over West Rusk. Jefferson's one loss. Jefferson's one loss is to Timpson, and they played them tough. They played them competitive. I mean, yeah. Yeah. if anything, Jefferson should be up there too. If you're gonna have West Rusk in it,
5: right? I had a Troop at eight. Uh, personally, I have Troop at eight. Um, but that's a little bit of a problem because you got to look at the teams that's under them. Um, so I, I don't know at this point. I just think that that troop is going to lose this weekend. they will probably be. Is it possible that they can drop out of the top ten?
2: I mean, the top ten's tough. So, I mean, if they go if they go out in West Russ dumps them and they hadn't played anybody else, I mean, I don't have a problem dropping them out completely out of it.
7: I know. Yeah, they can get dropped. Because, I mean, West Russ replaces them, right, if they beat them.
4: Well, and there's, teams, and there's teams that aren't even in the poll that are are really good that I think, I think, yeah, if Troop loses with where they're at in the rankings right now, if they lose, they, they're they out of the top ten. I mean, that's just, that's the that's the product of the schedule that they played. It's not a, not a tough schedule so one loss no matter if they it's don't. to a good team or not you don't get the benefit of your record like we give the benefit to a Lindell or to a gilmer because they play tougher teams yeah. troop doesn't get that benefit yeah because
2: you you can't say well we've beat a couple of good teams too to balance out well we just lost to a tough team i mean you you don't have anything to balance it with so Gordon, no, you nothing with
6: us so what, Corey? You still with us over there? Oh, yeah, I just didn't do a poll, so I ain't to say. Oh,
2: well, you oh, can okay. still tell us what you think about the polls. <laughs> you can always give your opinion. <laughs> I
6: mean, it's just – I don't – I mean, it's, I, it's hard for me to rank teams. I just – I can't rank them at this point. I'm, just, I'm listening, though. I'm listening.
2: All right. Well, that's that's uh that's pretty much it. Where are you guys going to be this week, uh, Kyle? You told us where you're going to be.
4: Troop in West West, and tomorrow night, actually, I'm uh going to shoot some first half highlights of the Big Sandy Union Grove game. I know not the best game in the world, but hey, it's some highlights. It's big. Right. It's big for them. It's big for them. Somebody's going to get the first
2: district win. Both of them 0 and Three in district. Somebody's going to get the first district win. All right. Great action there. Great action. Ooh. Um, Chris and I are going to be in Chapel Hill Friday night As uh, Henderson yeah. will be coming to town To an angry pack of dogs uh, Be interesting to see how that game turns out uh, Spence, what you guys on, got on tap Friday?
7: I'm in McKinney, baby Ooh. 7 o'clock, McKinney District Championship on the line, baby Back to going the scene of the morning. crime. crowd yeah. You yeah, want better back results back than back the last the time <laughs> Either, in both, both times, 2021 We lost to McKinney North up there and then, uh, of course, we lost to McKinney to start the year off. Uh, to start mm. the year, so
5: hey, listen, if
7: they—I don't, they, don't know who
5: that—I don't know who that was who fumbled, but if they don't fumble, they—they they probably win that game.
7: Uh, that's fair to say. I mean, there's a couple of calls that we probably should have did different. Two on their defensemen. I'm not gonna get into that. Heck no, y'all can give me five <laughs> today.
2: But, uh, <laughs> nah, man, it's gonna be—it's gonna be a
7: good time, man. Uh, hopefully, we come out to
2: play. PGLE is where Eddie's going to be. That's a good one. Oh, it's a, uh, a little rivalry there. Okay.
6: But,
2: uh should be some good ones this I, week. I need um, to get.
5: I need to get Spence on a podcast uh, so yeah. we can talk a whole hour. <laughs>
2: speaking of that, uh, speaking of that, Spence, go ahead and plug your uh, your channel there.
7: Oh yeah, Spence and Co. Uh, Spence and Company Co. dot on YouTube. Um, Pretty much a lot of the uh, everything you saw tonight, is pretty much the same thing. Try to do a uh, weekly top 10 most intriguing games. Try to talk about, you know, like this uh, tomorrow's episode, that drops in the morning, kind of go through a lot of the games, kind of go through some of the playoff scenarios about, you know, why the game is important and what the records would be for those teams and who's trying to get in. Um, and then, like I said, my my baby is my top 100 list. I try to do it at the end of the year. Look at all the guys that made first team. All these, uh, not all these first team all district in their districts, and uh, try to grade their highlight tapes and see who the best 100 players are in this region. So Spencer Company, uh, and if you see it, I don't know if I need to find a way to get my emblem up here. I need to be like, cool like Kyle. Get it behind me <laughs> right now. But, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out eventually. But
6: I'm gonna say this: I'm gonna back that. If y'all not watching this stuff, I've been watching this stuff about the past two years. You're not watching this stuff. You're missing out. It's very deep, very good analysis on some players in East Texas. Very underrated show.
2: Yeah, uh, sure. I second that, Corey.
4: Yeah, it's I, good yeah, stuff. We I, appreciate I,
2: you coming on, uh, Spence. Sure. We're, we're, what happens is what what you what you what you're getting is you're getting that little that little uh, uh, carrot dangling. And so we got you the first week now, and so you've got a little. Well, I, mean, I
7: I couldn't be the guy that ran after what I said last week. I, <laughs> I can't. I can't say as much as I said it- last week about Van and Center and Chapel Hill, Mendel, and then both games go the way they did, and I not show up. I'm not, I've got more character
6: than that. I respect I that,
4: Spence. There was yeah. a there was a group of fans last year that did not do that. There was a group of fans, it a last, bunch year of fans last year
6: that did not
4: say that. that.
6: I'm not I'm like right, the I thought they said wordy but they rhyme with hooks. But anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, it's okay. Oh, Lord, well, man, I, I, I got a little more
7: character in me than that. And I, I appreciate Kyle for not rubbing it in my face as much as he did. Uh, hey, I, if it was a shoe, was on oh. the other foot. You would have, hey, had hey. listen, I, I, listen,
5: I, I, I listen,
6: wanna... listen, listen. Vince was trying to be here today. You better believe this. Be yeah, yeah that's hey, really Vince, was,
4: Vince was gonna go after you. This was gonna I get
6: you. That's to too late, <laughs> now. It's too late, Vince. I showed
7: up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I ain't next week. I ain't gotta be here. I don't have anything that ties me, you know, with my where I have to be here next week. So if you catch me next week, you catch me next week. But uh, I don't know. Hey, I, Spence, I showed up. You didn't show up. So hey, I, I went Spence, home.
5: <laughs> I, Spence, I, I got I got Vince this week. I, I had some for him when it came to this center and center comment. You know, because he he said he said that center was gonna be Carthage and after what I saw hey, they, Friday. They still might they still might.
2: That's not and they happening. still might. That's why they, they play the game, fellas. That's why they play the game. We Friday the thirteenth was weird. Hey, we might have another weird week uh that's coming up. But the, Spence, the same, for joining. Hey, no, real, real wait, quick, no.
4: the same the same thing we talked about with uh with Chapel Hill being pissed off that they just got beat by Lindell. You better believe center's pissed off that they just got embarrassed by right. bam five hundred and sixty yards on the ground. You best Woo. believe that practice this week was hell. Hey, so if I, you want to know what
2: if you want to know what Coach Meeks had to say, we do have a coach's show, the Rick Meeks show every week on that S N. So uh, centers, centers coach, they have a uh, center guys have a little show. I actually haven't got to watch it yet, but I kinda wanna go back and see what he had to say about this last week's game. Uh, just from the the coach's perspective. But Again, Spence, we thank you for joining us again. You're, you have an open invitation here at Netizen. Anytime you sure. want to jump on with us, uh, we appreciate having you. Uh, Christian, Kyle, Corey, Spence, for the missing Vincent Johnson, wherever he may be, I'm Brett Swinney. We'll catch you next week right here on the Weekly up Show. Y'all have a Let's great weekend. Enjoy your, enjoy your football. Let's
5: go Bulls. Go Bama.
1: Your demanding work lifestyle and need of fire resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go to for quality, affordability, safety, and style.
0: Struggling with mobility, chronic pain, work or sports injury? At Azalea Orthopedics, our team of highly trained physicians specialize in complete orthopedic care, pain management, sports medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation. If you've sustained a bone or joint injury, have mobility or movement problems, struggle with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. We're conveniently located across East Texas, serving 18 counties. When visiting your doctor, urgent care, or hospital, you have a choice. Demand Azalea. At Azalea Orthopedics, your health is our priority. joint work or sports injury problems with mobility or movement suffer with pain contact azalea orthopedics our specialists serve patients across east texas for proven trusted medical care you have a choice demand azalea